What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on a game and is on point. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame and showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB Show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coachjb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's ro.co slash coachjb. ro.co slash coachjb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach JB sent you. Proud new sponsor to Coach JB Show. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, both the Wake Up Morning Show and the Daily Show. The Coach JB Show has it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall, and I want to address everybody out there who wants to get back to skinny and tall. The Coach JB Show has a new proud sponsor, Fight Camp. Make sure you check it out. As the new year approaches, we're all thinking about our health and fitness routines. Are you looking for one of the most exhilarating and effective forms of home fitness? Look no further. Did you know that at-home boxing is one of the safest and most effective forms of exercise? Bet you didn't. Allow me to introduce you to Fight Camp. Interactive at-home boxing, Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Boxing is a real great workout. In fact, a lot of football players, including myself, use it to supplement their training. It keeps the mind sharp, the body strong, the workouts are quick and efficient. You can work it out at halftime or even before the game or after. What makes it different from traditional boxing workouts is that it has live punch counting stats that motivates you even, even harder. So without further ado, join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight camp packages start at just $99 and they even offer some great financing options. So you can get started at the low, low, low of $9 a month. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com slash Coach JB to learn more. That's fightcamp.com forward slash Coach JB. I appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, what up? The real Coach JB here. Wake up, wake up, wake up. What a show we got this morning. Waiting on my main man, Matt, still to join us. Uh, we got Noel Mazzoni, great uh, college 
professional football coach. He'll be joining us with the great former LSU and NFL quarterback, Josh Booty. He'll be joining us as well with Noel. Uh, hopefully Matt gets in here and we can get this thing going uh, on this morning wake up show. We're going to break down some things, talk to you about what Noel does. Uh, if you don't know, if you're a coach out there, I would highly, highly recommend you go fucking learn end zone, which is uh Noel's online coaching uh, app and site. Uh, it's pretty big and growing. He does a lot of things for coaching. So Noel Zoni will be in here uh, in a minute. And Josh Booty. So if you guys are all former LSU, uh, his his uh, his son is actually at Oklahoma, I believe. Um, General Booty. Um, so, hey, we're going to break down a lot of football today, man. Um, waiting on Matt. He's having some issues uh, where he's at in Colorado. And uh, so I'll be solo for a minute. Appreciate all you guys, man. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Uh, get you some fly merch. We got it all. It's out there, ready to go. So go grab you some. This show is brought to you by Fight Camp, Roman, and Canadips. Make sure you go get you some Canadips. CanadipsCBD.com. Go get you some. Use the promo code CoachJB. Appreciate all you guys joining us this morning, man. We're going to get after it here in a few minutes. Let me get you started with the, with the, with the uh, quote of the day. And then we'll introduce the show, and uh, it's a great day to have a great fucking day. Uh, let's get you going on this quote of the day uh, right on the bottom on the ticker. Nobody looks back on life and says, wow, remember those great nights of sleep I had. Sleep is fucking overrated. Wake your ass up. Get moving. It's time to go. It's go time. Welcome to the wake-up call right here on YouTube every morning, 6 a.m. Pacific. 1 p.m. Pacific. We do it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Appreciate you guys joining us today. Great show lined up. See you in a minute. Peace. Because this is what it's all for. It's all about this. You play for this. No matter what level you're at, you play for championship. Appreciate you. Like I said, Noel Mazzoni will be joining us here in a minute. Josh Booty as well, uh, waiting on Matt McChesney to get in here. So we got a star-studded lineup today. We're going to break down all things, man, and uh, and chop it up with you guys. And uh, we're going to break down a little football, maybe a little Lamar Jackson with the former NFL quarterback uh, Josh Booty himself, plus a quarterback legendary coach, Noel Mazzoni. He'll be joining us as well. His son is also quarterback coach right now and coaching college football. So a uh, lot of history experience here this morning on this wake-up call. So I appreciate you guys joining us. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. And uh, sleep is very overrated, Lucy. Come on now, Lucy. You know it. Sleep is overrated. Um, 
Coach, pay fills the bag. Shit, go ahead. Bag of these nuts. Um, let's bring in my main man, Noel Mazzoni, man. No, you good? JP, what's happening, brother? What's up, brother? You good? Yeah, doing good. Just hanging out here in Scottsdale, waiting for you to come back. Hey, I got to get out there. You got Silverleaf right now, ready to go fucking link it up? Oh, yeah, I, I wish. No, I'm waiting on PP's call. <laughs> hey, man, they're in Saudi right now. He's just fucking raking in millions. Hey, did you let Josh in? No, I don't see him. You don't see him? Nah. Uh, you know those old old LSU quarterbacks? They can't follow directions. Hey, man, we got we got shit. No, we got this thing linked up now, man. We got like we got uh we got our pre snap read segment, which is right here. We got our pre snap. We got our fucking post snap. We got our uh, first and ten segment. We got our third and long. I mean, so you're telling me that uh, that Josh can't even fucking read the pre snap read yet? <laughs> I don't know. I'm texting him right now. Say, say, reload link. Then you guys will look for him, right? Yeah, yeah. Once he hits the link, it'll pop up on our deal. We should, we'll see him. We'll see him like yeah. we saw you. Yeah, yeah. I had no, I had no issues. Yeah, yeah. You pop right on. Uh, where's he at? I think he's in New York right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's getting ready to jump on a plane a little bit and head to uh, head to uh, Shreveport. Oh, okay. Got gotcha. you. Make that make the LSU game. I'm sure it'll be at the LSU game this weekend. Oh yeah, they got who they got? Uh, Mississippi State or something? Nah, fuck, I forgot who they got. No, I can't. I can't keep track of it anymore. Hey, yeah. so let me ask you something. Yeah. Shout out a few guys that you've uh, coached. Let me get. Let me get it. So you guys know, um, I'm gonna have his ticker out here on the bottom down here. It's right there on the ticker. You see it right there. Noel Mazzoni, coach, college pro. Uh, he's the owner of End Zone Football. There's the link right there. If you guys are coaches and don't know anything about it, you better get. We better find out about it real quick because he has a uh, a program software that is very very critical for coaches. So make sure you guys check it out. It's right here. Let me blow up the screen for you real quick. Um, this is just some things that he does, if you don't know. We set it up for our kids as a teach tape. He does interactive okay. everything. Here, he knows. Right, so he's got, got like a 3D five, graphic design he teaches here. with. Okay. So if here's you guys are coaches and want to get in on this, safety. you better go check it out. Right, He'll bring it up. Um, he's trying to get Josh in here right now. If he plays the key um, screen, we're giving it. All right. Now here's the next one. Same thing. Here's the conflict guy. He's playing it. Ball. So it's just a real simple teaching tool. So okay. he's actually teaching everything on this app. Real, real. So he does it on his thing Just called End Zone. This is his okay. his, uh, so his own deal. Hat, so if you're not a you're not a if you don't know, it's on the ticker below. End Zone Football. Go check it out. But this is what he does. This is he teaches the coaches all over America. This one coach was the UCLA offense coordinator, and he's showing all this stuff to coaches. So if you guys are coaches. I would highly recommend go check it out. Yes, um, the three buzz. You still doing all that, coach? Now the line knows. Yeah, I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot more. Spent a lot more time with high school coaches right now. It's been a blast. I mean, I kind of did started that one year when I was out of work, and uh, I was, it was kind of built to, for high school coaches that can't make clinics and can't get around. So I kind of got some guys, you know, running the offense, and they started to have some success. And <coughs> it's not. It's not a you know, I made a few bucks. Be honest with you, I made a few bucks because I I try to supplement my GA's salaries, 
or our volunteer guy so that, uh, you know, they had some money to eat dinner on. And uh, uh, it was it was more just to give, give back to the high school coach because I'm going to tell you, those guys, for all the work they do, they don't make a lot of money doing that. And they spend no, no. all the hours. Doing, they spend. I'm doing good, man. I hear y'all talking about his offense. I'm a little little worried about where y'all are going with this conversation. Oh, so wait, JP, <laughs> JP, let me tell you. All right. So last year I get a call to go coach the American All-Stars, right, in Germany against the European All-Stars. Right. So I called Josh and say, Josh, they want me to come, they want me to come coach this All-Star, American All-Star versus uh versus the European All-Star. Josh goes, I'm in. I'm your quarterback. All right. <laughs> 46 years old. Tom Brady ain't got nothing on this cat. All right. All right. So we're having great practices. He's spinning it. We're out there. We get in the game. The first time they sent a Mike Backer through the A-gap, Josh goes down. He's done for the day. Four for four. Hey, I couldn't, I couldn't handle the heat. I couldn't handle the heat, man. I couldn't handle the heat. It, it, was, it was so much fun. We had a blast over there. We stayed for like 10 days, and me and Noel, every night we hit a different spot on, on the town. It was a blast, an absolute blast. But how are you boys doing? Man, we're good, brother. I'm hanging in there. Are you on the phone, Josh? Yeah, I am. Do Can I need you to sideways? Yeah, sure. And then that, then yeah, there you go, there you go. Yep. Is um, that better? Yep, yep. Perfect. Hey, uh, hey, JP. So Josh on Instagram, Josh. So what do you got? Is your is it your son in Oklahoma or your brother? My nephew. It's my brother's nephew. son. Nephew. Yep. Yep. Nephew. Yeah. My nephew. Uh, He's in Oklahoma right now. What's going on there with, with, with my boy Venables, man? What do you, what do you think? Just rebuilding process? Yeah, I think the cupboard's really empty on defense. They can't get the ball back. And then with Gabriel out, it was just a – it was kind of a dead offense of uh, game against Texas last week. It was embarrassing. They went to the Wildcat. They had the second string bevel out wide out a little bit more than he was at quarterback. And they were running the Wildcat down 35. I called Noel after the game. I'm like, can you believe they're doing this against Texas in the Red River shootout? Oklahoma, big, bad Oklahoma. So – it was. It's just a bad situation right now. Gabriel's gonna have to come back in and and put some energy into the offense. But that defense, they don't tackle. They don't. They don't put pressure on a quarterback. And it's like Oklahoma's not the team we've seen in the past. Venable's gonna have to rebuild. He lost a lot of guys to uh, transfer portal. Yeah. Is that you think that's because of uh because Lincoln's Lincoln's teams never tackled and, and did shit yeah. either. So I, I'm wondering if it's just yeah. is he getting rid of a bunch of shit and, and just starting over and saying, you know, you guys don't want to listen anyway. We're getting rid of all you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it looks like. He's got some young guys, some young cats in the back end of that defense, and they don't run to the football. They don't know really angles and things. That's what I'm hearing from from general and some of the from some of the fans and guys I know around the organization and the team is like we just got a lot of young guys on defense. They don't really know what they're doing. Venable's defense uh, system is is is, uh, is very serious and tough to learn. And he's yeah. had former players come in there and speak to the team and go, guys, once you guys understand what we're trying to do, we're going to be able to do it. But, you know, with today's game and, and these uh, locker rooms changing every year because of the transfer portal and it's a new group every year, you better be able to implement it fast. And that's a, another thing Noah and I were talking about earlier is you better be able to implement your system fast and you got to, it's got to be simple enough for these cats to come in and play early too, because these freshmen want to get on the field and if they don't play, they're going somewhere else. It's a different game now. No doubt. Let me ask you this coach Mazzoni. Yeah. You, yeah. You, do you, do you, uh, do you pay Justin Fields this so-called bag that everyone calls it now? Do, would you, would you pay this cat a, a lot of money? 
uh, is that the guy? That's the guy at uh, the Bears, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, I watched him play. Be honest with you, JB, I haven't watched him play. I haven't seen him play since probably when they pulled whoever it was and put him in last year. I think Dalton. last year when he was a rookie, yeah. right? They pulled Dalton yeah, I, and put him in. Uh, and, and so I don't really have an opinion. I, I have watched him back then. I thought, okay, he is he's you know, there's always a difference, right? Okay. Are you an athlete playing quarterback or are you an athletic quarterback? Ah. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and now you could be both and be successful. All right. But you, but then as a coach, you better gear and wrap your offense around his abilities. Right. Lamar and Jackson, so, right? Ravens, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Roman's done an unbelievable job with what he does offensively. Hey, coach, I want to get into this because the novice fan out here on Twitter who fucking knows more than all of us. They uh, it blows my mind. They they sell donuts at Walmart, but they know our job too. I've been saying Roman's done an unbelievable job with what they have in Lamar Jackson. Everyone's like Roman's horrible, and he don't. I go, dude, you have a quarterback who can't fucking throw the football from me to you. So understand, they've made an offense. And they've bought into this offense. Harbaugh's bought in because their backup was RG three, McSorley. Now they got Huntley. Um, so if he goes down, they're running the same shit. We're going to get into 32, 12, 11 sniffer. We're going to run triple, RPO, double. We're going to run all these things that you don't see in the NFL. Roman's done a hell of a job. People don't understand that as non, non-coaches. They just don't get this. Um, no, you can, you can dump, you can dump uh, um, Baltimore's offense in the Big 12 right now, and it would look just like all those other <laughs> offenses in there, right? I don't know, Josh. What do you think? What do you think? Give us your uh, I, I take on Ravens, Lamar. I think the Ravens have always done it different. You know, they, they even with Trent Dilfer when they won the Super Bowl way back in what two thousand one, they just always done it different. Right? It's 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 a little bit of balance. It's defense. So having a guy like Lamar doesn't change the culture that much offensively for them, even through the years. And I know they've had different offensive coordinators, but. They, 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 he's a playmaking machine when he needs to be. Now, I don't like the Ravens when they're down 14 in the second half because he can't move the chains, throwing the ball consistently up and down the field, giving them a real chance to come back in a lot of games. Now, in close games, he's fantastic because he can beat you with his leg and make one or two plays that could be the difference in the game. So the Ravens have to play closer or, or to, to somebody in the second half. And most games in the NFL, 80% of them are, are one-possession games. So he's always going to have a chance, most likely. And he's a special player. I mean, he is a special talent. How do you coach a guy like that? I talked to T. Martin, who you guys know. He's there now as a, as a coach with the Ravens about a month ago. And he said, Lamar is the most dynamic human being he's ever been around in terms of, of what he can do, even off the field. Just a great guy. He's up for the big contract, I'm sure, and he's trying to negotiate that out. But he's kind of laying that down to play football. And he goes, he really appreciates what he's doing as an individual, as an athlete, too, uh, on the field. He's having an unbelievable year. It's just like I don't think they're very good if they're down two scores because they got to throw the ball, and that eliminates his run ability, and they, they can you know play differently uh, defensively. Man, I I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to. It's funny you say that. So T. Martin, who we know played played quarterback, won a national title when Peyton couldn't do it at Tennessee. Good friend of mine as well. I texted him and talked to him on the phone at, back in the summer, and I go, look. First of all, why aren't you the quarterback coach? A. They hire a college guy to come in who who I know as well. They bring him over from Florida, coaching. He's a whiteout guy, by the way. He's coaching the Qs. 
And Noel, you can talk about this. What guys hire guys who they know, not necessarily the best coach for the position. They just hire their buddies at a lot of positions in this profession. Um, why would you not have a guy that at least understands the position a little more? And then and then Lamar in the offseason coach is so bad. He's he's getting coached by I have no idea who it is, but all they want to do is throw nine balls on Instagram. Like how about we throw a fucking dig route on time in the teeth of the defense? Like, why is he not getting coached up in the offseason? Like, Jalen Hurts at least came out here on the West Coast, got with Jordan Palmer a, few, a little bit and back, got with some people, got better platform-wise. He looks completely different. At least he he was a professional about it, and it, and it looks like his mechanics got a lot better. Uh, Lamar looks be- worse than he did two years ago. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, Jalen Hurts, that one that that surprised me, right? Me too. He looks a lot okay, better. I'm this gonna year, tell you, God, God bless him. They've done an, um, you know, Patulo. Uh, I got an an Amo. You know, Aaron, Coach Moorhead, and those guys who, that were with me at A and M. They're all at the Eagles now, but and they say like there's like measurables and Im- and immeasurables for quarterback. All right, and. Hertz has worked so so much on his craft as being a quarterback, not just being an athlete playing quarterback, right? And they say he's off the charts on the immeasurables, right? Which just sounds like Lamar's the same guy, same thing, right? But if a unit said this that Hertz coming out of college uh, or in Oklahoma, this guy's going to be in the NFL and be and doing what he's doing, I just said no way, my man. He yeah. is really playing good. No, I. Yeah. I- that's what I said. I said, man, I give him more credit than anybody because he's completely changed. His platform looks good. His feet are good. He ain't overstriding no more. He's getting it out quick. He's he's accurate, a little more accurate. He still throws seven screen balls or, or now hitches a game, but they're gonna make sure he grows a little bit. He ain't gonna he's not throwing Tom Brady fucking back well, corner sixes and shit. Um yeah, well, well, JB, it ain't freaking nineteen eighty-five and we're going I ISO fake ISO and throwing eighteen yard digs anymore. That ain't the game, right? You know, throw the post to the dig to the check down. All right, now it's get the ball out quick. All right, get it in playmakers' hands in space and uh, be a high percentage guy and take your shots when they come up. That's why. That's why Booty had so much success. <laughs> I wish I had a spread system in in the end zone offense. I tell you that much. <laughs> it, it's got to be fun to play in today's game with these guys. Their completion percentages are through the roof. Now, if they don't complete 65% of their passes, they're not having a good year or a good day. It's like, you know, they, like you said, a lot of the quick nows, hitches, screens, gadgets, perimeter throws quick out of your hand with the RPO, which, you know, knowing those guys developed really way back in the day, it's changed, it's changed the game and it's come up through the ranks to the NFL. And now it's like you have to be able to run the RPO in the league at a, at a, at a, at a good clip. You know, you got to be able to know what you're doing even at that level. And I've seen even Tom Brady run a few plays that have some of that RPO flavor, and he's such a throwback guy. And so I just think it's it's today's game. They, they changed. Hey, they, it's changed. Hey, Josh, Josh, do you think that that because of that offensively, you know, because I can remember when I got in it, when you got in it, how hard you had to work on seven-step drop, five-step yeah. drop, play action off the, off the drop, right? Um, you know, so mechanics was so important at that position because – you were taking always taking those drops the whole game, as opposed to let's stand back here, all right? Snap yep. it to me. You're, there's really there's really not all the timing that there used to be in the in, in taking your drops as there is in the shotgun. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like when you and your pops at Evangel used to put put those <laughs> guys, put you guys at like twelve yards deep, 
and, and snap you the ball. So I think I think you lose a little bit of uh, uh, the mechanics of the position, all right? Because uh, as far as taking drops and the timing of routes. Yeah, I think I think you hit it on the head when you're in the pocket, and it happened a lot more back in the day than it does now because the offensive change. But it 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 shows you who you really are when they're breathing down your neck and you're in that pocket. And in the old days, Elway and those guys, they play, they set in that pocket and things can break down if your mechanics aren't really, really nice and really, really good and tight. And so it shows itself in the old school way. It could show itself a lot better. You'd have to step up, step up. You'd have to have the right posture. You'd have to keep your eyes downfield. Now they don't have to do that near as much. So guys can play earlier, uh, more often. You know, they can just get, they can, they have more success a little quicker because they don't have to take that type of heat play in, play out with Bruce Smith and those guys coming off the edge and breathing down their neck and having to stand tall in the pocket. They don't have to do that as much anymore. So it's a different game. Mm-hmm. Man, I was just talking about this yesterday. I, I said, uh, um, you know, I think the mechanics are failing a few of these guys because our mechanics are so bad. I think, I think quarterback play is the worst I've ever seen in 30 years in total. Now, that doesn't mean they're not better athletically gifted. I mean, Josh Allen, Lamar, we got all these freaks of nature. But that don't mean shit to me that quarterback play looks horrible to me. Like, I'm just seeing it. Wor- we had nine quarterbacks last week. Josh stole for under 200 yards in the NFL. No. When the hell have we ever seen that shit? Like, well, I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. it. But, but I think Josh Allen's mechanics fails him when it comes down to crunch time. Like, he, he missed a, a game winner the other, you know, two weeks ago. He throws it in the dirt in the end zone and on fourth down. His, his platform is so – he's overstrided so far. His, his feet are out under – he's dragging his back foot. He, I'm like, dude, he's, he's so not ready to throw. He's not ready to throw, which we used to preach as quarterback guys. Ready to throw at all times. Get it out, whatever. Transfer your weight. Mahomes does the same shit. I think Mahomes mechanics fails him at times because they're doing so much, you know, tempo, no huddle, in the gun. And I know no can contest this. No, I I take it back to college. I think the college coaching right now um, is failing these QBs, transitioning them from college to the NFL because we're showing cue cards on the sideline. We're going fast. We're not teaching center QB exchanges. I don't believe we're teaching them front pressures, gap exchange, coverage, rotation. I don't think Kyler Murray knows what the fuck a side adjust is. I swear to God, he got $200 million. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you, they, well, they don't. you see it as an issue in college? Yeah, well, hey, and Josh, I bet you Josh had to learn all this stuff when he was playing. Nobody re-ID mics anymore. Change the protection, all right? Uh, on the way back on your draft, having to decipher if that, that, that split safety went to post safety, the post safety way. So you're you're deciphering information down the whole drop. You're you're making because now I stand back there, right? And all the stuff is it's that's why if you see like everybody now, it's just it's pure progression type reads. They don't, you know, where where Josh back in the day, he knew okay, if it's cover three, my progression starts here, and I gotta look at this guy. If it's cover two, I gotta look at this guy, my read starts here. If it's man, there's my alert man beater. Oh, if they bring an extra guy off the edge, I got to re-ID the mic. Well, that's a lot of you know stuff to learn. But what Josh just said, these kids can jump in right out of high school and play. Yeah, right? I think I think the system is 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 taught faster than the mechanics are in the room when they get there in college. And that's one thing that 
we talked about this too because me and old talk about this stuff all the time we've trained kids but but they don't have the mechanics down they have the system down but not the mechanics and and that's exactly right it might be creeping up to the nfl too because it's all the younger generation it's all these guys that you know they can make plays yes we see them make the phenom- most phenomenal plays we've ever seen josh allen does that but he's probably also trying to do a little too much too, and the, and the game's fast. And sometimes you you uh, you know neglect proper mechanics, and maybe someone wasn't there to really walk him through mechanics when he was 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. When you really learn how to be a, a quarterback or to or to take the proper steps or stride or or arm angles and stuff like that, and be consistent with your throw. I, Mac Jones to me is one of the throwback guys because he he has a quick step, the quick release, ball comes out, he's smart. He's almost a throwback quarterback in today's world. He can he can run a little bit better than you, than you think, but he's not going to kill you with his legs. I just think he's a he's the quarterback that we're talking about, where he has got the proper mechanics. He's really working on. He he thinks from the ground up. Aaron Rodgers is an exception, but he he really has unbelievable mechanics if you really break him down down. And that's why he completes so many balls down the field. He gets the ball to the receiver before the DB can can react to the ball, and that's why he's so phenomenal. Yeah, him and Brady are the only two quarterbacks in the NFL I, I, I see every day I break down that actually throw guys open. Everyone else is waiting for guys to be open, which me and Noel would be cussing oh. our guys out like, this ain't high school no more. We throw yeah. them open. We're not waiting on them to be open. They're doing it in the NFL, and it's like, wonder why co- uh, quarterback play is so bad, in my opinion. But let me, to your to your point, uh, and I, like, I want to get to this point. Are we not throwing these cats in the fire too fast in the NFL, even if they were to learn underneath a guy that's not so great like Andy Dalton for two years? I mean, Aaron Rodgers benefited from it with Favre. Mahomes benefited from it with Alex Smith, even though it was a year. I believe that was a huge year for him just to see the professionalism, the fronts, the coverages, the rotation, like Andy Reid in the in the room for a year without playing. I mean, I think Brady Brady uh, benefited from it with, with, with you know, Bledsoe. I just I, think we're throwing him out there now, like you said, coming from college where they're, where they're just looking at the sideline, getting a card, and we're going compared to getting up there, ID in the mic, like Coach said, doing these other things that we don't do anymore. Plus, the verbiage is gone. We don't say the play anymore in college. So no, no. they get they get to the league, Noel, and now the verbiage is this long. And well, you, you used to JB, right? We have we have we have gone from being a pre-snap decision-making position at quarterback, right, to a post-snap decision maker, right? Now it's like get the ball, so it's a reacting. So quarterbacks now are just react and re, read and react guys, right? Seven on seven. Yes, I think seven I think, I, I think yep. one thing, JB, you said too is is the, do they play too fast? That was your question. The media drives that a lot. The contracts drive that a lot. These guys, they're they're coming in the league. They're making a lot of money if you're a first round guy, and they're thrown into positions where they have to be out there on the field. And the media is driving a lot of that. The fan base, it is just no, just like he he got a call probably. Just like so you yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Josh. And it's also like the NIL deal, right? You got the my kid I coach Nico out here in California. I, yep. his dad was my tight end in JUCO. He's going to Tennessee. They've already given him eight million dollars. Like crazy. Yeah. I saw that guy. Yeah, I saw that. Play, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got the guy he's gonna play early. And you know, just like Quinn Ewers when he when he went back to Texas, they were gonna throw him in. And I don't care if he's a 
10 star and eight star, four star, three star. It doesn't matter. They're going to throw him in there because he was a, the best player coming out of high school. And he's going to get that chance. And, and now with the way the offense is run, like I went to Europe and we'll go back to that story with Noel, but I, his, his offense is so amazing and easy to learn. And it's quarterback friendly so much. Now he didn't throw his whole kitchen sink out at us. He probably threw 25% of his offense, but I was able to run it in about three or four days because it's so sound and simple and he and he's done such a good job through the years putting it together so that these kids could probably come to school and play early for him the ones that can really play and so you got to get those guys out on the field and that's happening at the nfl too because of contracts i mean there's a lot hey josh what do you think is isn't there there's got to be some pressure too as a coach if you're a five-star quarterback and i sign you right and you come in and you're the third guy and you're not getting reps and all that of Somebody's going to call you up and say, hey, we ain't got a quarterback. Come play for us. Yeah, exactly. And you got to re-recruit the room every day as an offensive – or I mean, as a coach in college these days. It's mm-hmm. like they used to could just slam you in the film room. They can't do that anymore because as a player because, dude, if you, if you, don't, like this, if you don't like the situation as a player, you can get out of there and go play for someone else. I mean, there's all kind of – it's crazy. Max J- Johnson. J- I, JB would have had an empty room, bro. hey guys i gotta go to i gotta go catch a flight i love y'all i appreciate y'all having me on the show but i don't want to miss my flight to see my boys play high school football in louisiana tonight tell them them good luck josh good luck hit hit, hit me up when you get on the road all right love y'all y'all the best see y'all see ya hey no let me ask you this what Josh Booty coming out of high school, fucking plays baseball, plays football. We're in the NIL, we're in the NIL era. How do you land him and keep him? He, if he had not being, not having the NIL when he came out, probably cost that guy about $20, 30000000 million. Right? I was about to ask him that shit. I was like, you would have made more money playing baseball and football than anybody out right now. Hey, and he is one of the. Uh, I mean, you look, you look at him, right? I mean, he ain't as good looking as you and me, but, uh, but uh, I mean, and what, and sharp, and one of the one of the greatest guys you'll ever hang out with. Knows ball, uh, knows everybody. I mean, just an awesome guy. Man, he would, uh, he, would he would have made a few. He would have made a few bucks. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, well, hey, so what do you think about the whole nil thing? Man, I, I so. I talk to Sark and Lane all the time about this shit. I, I just don't. I here's the thing with me. I think we should get paid and all that shit. I I, I feel they could, should get paid. I mean, I think we would have got, liked to got paid when we played. This is the thing I have. The issue I have. I don't believe this is the right way they did it. I think it's the worst way. I think it's going to implode college football like it's doing. I think they should have paid everybody. And and I want your take based on scholarship. So. I think everybody should have got paid based on their scholarship, based on how they got recruited, for instance, because you and I know, no, fucking third string quarterback, no no offense to New Heisel's kid or nothing, but let's say New Heisel's kid who you had as a coach coach under you, let's say he's coming in and, and we sign him as a third string guy or even a walk-on. He's not selling jerseys or getting no big-time money. So – so what's he going to do in the locker room? He's going to look at us side eye when we're MF in the, the group or whatever. We're cussing teams out or whatever. And he's going to look at us like, all right, the, the grass is greener somewhere else. Only Bryce Young's getting the three, four million dollars. I ain't selling no jerseys. I ain't getting no money. 
I'm out. And now you're in the portal four times in four years because you're chasing this proverbial bag of money that may not ever exist. No, the number, the 90% of the NIL money, and I'm sure you know this, um, and if you don't, I just found this out myself. 90% of these players getting NIL money are $300 or less. Is that right? Yeah, so it's only a couple cats getting these millions of dollars, and those are the ones you see. Everybody else is getting $300 or less deals. So it's like they're in the locker room looking around like Sark and him said, dude, this this may not be long for me. Like this shit is getting to be crazy because – and you know that. We talked about this. Like it's got to be hard. Can you imagine right now leaving no. USFL going back to Arizona today and coaching no. these cats? No, no. Like the portal, the NIL – um, you know, and we've, it's kind of become, uh, it's, it's, it, we've turned it into a little bit of a narcissistic, uh, a game, right. It's, you know, where the whole, the beauty of the game to me was always that it was team, right. That, that it was, it, it revolved and evolved around the, the strength of your team. Yeah. Right. Now it's just become like NBA basketball. Yeah. Right. Yep. Hey, who's got the bigger contract. I'll bounce over here. So the loyalties, the loyalties of the game the team of the game and all that, I think it it hurts it. Man, let me ask you this. Cats, so so we're just seeing this thing just, you know, you keep stacking shit up and it adds up eventually and you're like, okay, this shit keeps stacking up and there's a reason behind all this. And I'm trying to figure out. So years ago, Cats started saying, all right, we're going to get smart and figure out. We're playing in the damn Las Vegas Bowl, December 24th in Vegas, Nevada. I ain't playing in that game. It don't mean shit for me. I don't give a shit about my team that I signed up to play for it four years ago that I cried, bled, and sweat with. That don't mean shit to me. I don't care about you guys. I'm not playing in the bowl game because I'm going to the Indianapolis, and I've got invited, and I'm going to go to the NFL, and I'm not going to get hurt. So this shit starts. when It would have never happened with us, no. We would have played no. every fucking game we ever signed up to play, regardless of the NFL or whatever. Because yeah, you, you and I knew we got another three weeks of per diem for meals. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No shit. And we got bowl, ring, we get bowl, the bowl rings. Bowl rings and the whole and a watch, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> watch shoes. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, there is no more integrity. These cats don't even know who the kids are that were legendary players. Like these running backs coming out of high school right now couldn't tell you who fucking Eric Dickerson or Bo Jackson or Barry Sanders is. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, that's kind of the society we've evolved to because of social media. It's all about me. You know, now a, guy, a guy's got 10 followers. You know, I used to do this. I, I, I never get on social media, especially during the season. But every once in a while, it would pop up on my screen, and some guys just dog cussing me, right, and tell me I how 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 I suck and I can't call plays and my guys and all this, which may be true, maybe may not be true. I don't know, right? And so I'm like, oh God, just like it just like rips your heart out. And then I go hit the guy, and he's got like six followers, right? That exactly. So, so it gave that guy a voice that is yes. affecting me, right? Yes. Affected my everyday life, right? Uh, that that he doesn't know anything about about it, Coach. I just I started doing this. Pat Pat McAfee's taught me this, and Pat Perez actually taught me this. Pat Perez deleted his Twitter, and he was like, "Why do I give a fuck? I just made three point eight million dollars in three weeks. This fucking guy <laughs> has three followers. He created the account just to follow you and tell you that you didn't call plays because this fucker works at Walmart and don't know shit about shit." 
but he wants to create an account. So I started looking at their followers too. Coach, if you have under like fucking a thousand, I just block you. <laughs> so I just fucking block you now. And everybody's talk shit now. Cause I didn't realize that that shit was so powerful. Cause I thought I was being like a little broad. Uh, if you block somebody, I'm like, I ain't gonna block nobody. I, I, I'm a man. Blah, 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 blah. Pat McAfee and Perez were like, dude, fuck them. Block them cats. It pisses them off, coach. It pisses cats off to block. I love it. Now I just fucking block everybody. Boom, boom, boom. So it's crazy. Uh, I, I want to get into this this uh, this deal real quick with you and show you some. Uh, so let me ask you this before we go on. Who is Arizona State going to hire? And do they even get anybody that – are they still going to chase this commercialized guy? Because they just don't have – you were there. Um, you were there coaching for a long – you've been all over these places. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona's a little better this year, but uh, what does Arizona State do? And uh, – what did you hear about how they fired Herm? I didn't hear anything. I I didn't hear. I I kind of thought saw thought I would saw that coming. I didn't expect it to happen till the end of the year. All right, because you know obviously Herm's had a long career and well respected, and he let him kind of ride off in the sunset. Uh, so I really, really hadn't paid much attention to how it all went, how it happened. Um, I still have a soft spot. I live in Scottsdale. I got. I mean. I mean, Brock Osweiler and, and you know, all the guys that played for me at there are still really good friends. I stay in touch with them. Um, so um, I hope I hope they make a good decision and the right decision on this deal because I think it's a good job. And I think it's, you know, they're going to have to – got to face some of this uh, NCAA stuff and they're going to take a little punch in the nose for a little bit. But I think it's a, I think it's a good job. It's a great city. It's a great. They got they got new facilities. They got all the things you need, right? But how many? How long have people been saying that about ASU? You know, it's a diamond in the rough, right? Oh, you should be able to win there. So the thing that always amazed me about this state is you'd be shocked the number of Division One Power Five guys come out of this state. And now Jed's doing a, a lot better job down there at Arizona, but how many of them will do not stay in this state to play? So they have to answer to me. They got to answer that. They don't have that core guys, right? You know, like you said, the guy flies in from California or Texas or whatever. He's not. He's not all bought. He doesn't have ownership of this thing. But if you grew up in this town and you're a, a, a Sun Devil fan, right, and you can get those kids starting in your program, now you're building a core of your football team. Because you're not even. You're, they weren't even. They're not. They haven't been. They weren't even keeping. Because I had a bunch. I had two former players uh, that were coaching there. And uh, they were telling me just some crazy shit, but they were like, "We're not even getting the Chandler kids. We're not getting. No. The, we're not getting those kids no more. They're, they're going to fucking Alabama and and Georgia and SC and and it's like like we talked about shit. You're an hour and a half flight from LA. You're not far from Vegas. North Vegas athletes all over the place, and you can go to well, Texas right away. I know you and Sumlin went to Texas quite a bit, right? Yeah, but 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 you nobody really realizes it. But just just like guys we know, like right now, Mark Jackson, Kristen Kirk, Byron Murphy, uh, keep going down the list. All those guys live right here within ten minutes of ASU, right? And but but it, uh, for some reason they couldn't keep them in the state. So so with SC and UCLA departing and going elsewhere, and Big Ten or whatever, and we're gonna and. Does does Arizona State's job lose some lore? I mean, because I mean, you're not going to get 
fucking whoever. These guys think they're getting Urban Meyer and shit. You're not getting these guys no more because the Pac-12 is deteriorating in front of our eyes. It ain't going to be the same without SC and UCLA. And then does Washington, Oregon leave too? And then you're, what, are you going to be in the Mountain West here in a minute? So, like, yeah. what, are we, what are we, who's, what, how job, how attractive is that job right now? To me, hell, if they call, if, hey, JB, if, if they call me, I'll call you immediately afterwards and you and I will be there, okay? Hey. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, I think it's an attractive job. It, it, so, so you come in, is it, you either get you either come in, you say, okay, am I going to get the guy that this is the the job he wants, so he can go get the Oregon job, or he can go get the you know, or are you getting a guy like they just did that is done? All right, hey, this is where I'm going to go finish it out at, right? So that's the two ends of the spectrum, all right. Where instead of going in, this guys has got ties to the area, guys that knows, but you throw you put a good point in there. The wild card is what's happening to the Pac-12. Hey, Coach, I talked about this the other day. I'm like, I was on this big show in Nebraska, fan, this big Nebraska fan show, and I'm like, they're asking me, and I go, no. I go, because you keep hiring this guy that, that needs Nebraska, doesn't want Nebraska. I said, the only way Urban Meyer goes there is because he needs to replace his image, and he's going to be there one year, and he's gone, and you're back to shit again. And I said that exactly what you just said. I said this on a show in uh, on ESPN Radio the other day. I said, "Listen, you need a guy that wants to be there and wants to be there and build, and is not gonna gonna take twenty different calls during the spring and and say, am I interested in this job? No, I'm gonna I'm I'm here for Arizona State. I'm gonna build this thing up. I want to be here. Too many guys need to be there, and they just shuffle in. You know, as it's a recyclable business, man. Unfortunately, and it's well, just the got best to- job. The best yeah. job right now is just be a fired head coach. Yeah, I mean, that's it. The money those guys make, kind of like what's kind of kind of how much you cool. got, how much you got oh, paid cool. off, paid off. Yeah, <laughs> just eight hundred thirty-four thousand dollars a month. <laughs> I mean, it don't make sense. So, so. It, Cause I'm here in rural Colorado, rural Arizona State. I'm like, dude, there's no way. And they, he got, he's got to pay that money. He won't get that money all the way. He's gonna have to go in the booth for a couple of years to get that money, just like Urban, Jimmy Johnson, all these guys did, because they couldn't coach or they had to pay that money back. So I don't know. It's very interesting, man. It's interesting to say the least. Uh, I mean, haven't you? I mean, just think about it, JB. Just take within the last eight years how this landscape of college football and coach. Hey, people like don't understand. It's like when we got in it. I took my first coordinator's job at Ole Miss in 1996. All right, at Ole Miss. All right, and I I I got a twenty thousand twenty five thousand dollar raise to to take the job. I was at Minnesota. Okay, and I and I was getting paid fifty five thousand dollars a year God. to be the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. Okay. God. So now you're looking at you're looking at cats here. Now if I'm a young coach, I'm going. Wait a minute! They're paying this guy 1.2 to call plays. Hey, I'm gonna go try to get that gig right now. That, so my, my whole thing was like, that's why it's tough for the coach too, because back when they're paying you 55, right? Those two, those two cats up, those two cats drinking beer up in the stands. One guy's yelling at me, Mazzoni, you suck!" And the other guy elbows him and says, "Hey, hey, he's only making like fifty thousand dollars a year. Give him a break, right?" 
Now the guy goes, yeah, that some bitch does suck. They're paying him that much money. <laughs> hey, no doubt. So, hey, explain to everybody this year. Um, you've been coaching college for so long, and then you come back. Uh, you go you go into the USFL this year with Larry Fedora. You go to New Orleans during this whole thing. You guys are sitting there stuck in Birmingham, Alabama, all the teams. Um How'd that league go, man, as far as how these other leagues have folded and stuff? And, and, and Do you see this as a sustainable league, the USFL? Okay, so I don't know. I don't have any facts on this. This is just, you know, the scuttlebutt around the hotel. Uh, but the both, is it NBC and Fox, right? That yeah. Both of them were very, very happy with uh, their returns on the league. Okay. Uh, the viewer, you know, it's all about the eyeballs, right? Yeah. You know, so they were happy with uh, – with kind of the rank, the ratings of the of the TV piece of it, which you know put them where they made some money out of the deal and they could keep it going. Um, I I I I don't know if if I just don't know how much more you can water down that second tier player. Okay, if you have two of these leagues, uh, the I, I had great kids and and I mean I mean the players there were good. It's like any place, right? The place the hardest position to get, right? Is the offensive line and quarterbacks? Okay, yeah. those are the those are the guys that that are hard positions to play. Okay, so that's probably where it was a little bit lacking. But it, but other than that, it was you know, the football was good, the coaching was good. I thought that piece was was really good for what they're doing. I don't know how the XFL and USFL. You know, to me, it ought to be AFC NFC. Why don't they both have like ten teams? Yes, two divisions and then play a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I thought because I, that's exactly what I said on my show. I'm like, why don't they just two leagues? You guys play over here and here, and then we meet up because, like you said, I just don't see how many fourth and fifth string NFL guys who get cut can play in two different leagues and be that watchable. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree completely because, I mean, why are those kids going there? For the 4500 bucks a weekend? No. To live in a hotel? No. Because they want to, they want to get picked up by an NFL team, right? No doubt. How many of those guys are out there? No doubt. I, that's what I'm saying, man. I know there's 400 million people in America, but shit, we're 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 looking to have. We're there's three JUCOs in Cali that forfeited games this year already because they don't have enough players. High school football is down number wise tremendously. Youth football is a joke. Uh, you know we're shooting at games and shit. So I mean, why, it's just, why, why do you think that is? Man, I, I don't know. I, I first of all, I think coaching is uh we're we're allowing it instead of coaching it in, anymore. So kids are transferring at all time rate. We allow it. We kiss their asses so hard, um, and still at the end of the day, they still leave you. They still leave your ass, and 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 you just lost all integrity as a man and as a coach, kissing their asses, begging them to stay. They still leave because your asses won't discipline them or tell them the truth, and that's what's happening in a lot of a lot of places in high school youth football. And then they don't want to do professional development, coach. These coaches aren't I, – I, I tried – I started to show up. I was going to do a coaching show. I was like, all right, I'm going to do a coaching show. We'll see what, what it is. So I did about six weeks of it, and I didn't talk one play. No X's and O's. And everyone's just like – I'm seeing the numbers just dissipate. And I'm like – and I did it on purpose because I was like, I'm going to teach you how to coach, teach, build a culture, build a program. I want to show you what the assistant – job criteria is in this business what it actually entails all these different things i broke down 
these cats don't want to hear that shit. They want to call plays, coach. I'm like, you guys, everybody can call fucking plays. You don't know how to get Jimmy to stay in your program. You are 1,000% right. All they, all, nowadays, you, they're all looking, how do I make that big contract as a coach? Just have some hair gel and a cool-looking call sheet, right? And, Fuck, uh, that's all they want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? But but there's and if there's any time to me, all right, if there's any time that our country needs coaches, it's right now. I believe you. I, right? I agree. I agree. Uh, for, hey, for the discipline, of that, main man, another one that's just like me and you, Matt McChesney. If you don't know Matt, he played uh, six years in the league, uh, O line, D line guy. He's going to help us out. Well, at the end of the show, whenever you got to get off, we'll make that announcement if you want to. Um, but uh, Matt, Matt, what's up, Matt? Coach, man, Matt, what's, what's up? up? Bro, man, I can't I'll believe give you a hug through the phone. What are you doing, brother? Oh, man, how the hell are you? It's so good to see your face. God, it's been years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a long time. Coach JB is just bringing shit together, bro. I love That's it. That's hey, he's you know he's like the Godfather. What, yeah. what can it, it's so good to see your face yeah. and hear your voice, bro. How are yeah. you? Yeah, man, where are you living? I'm in Denver, doing everything still at Six in Zero, and and still doing yeah. the recruiting stuff and coaching and placement and. Everything, man. Well, it's awesome. uh, uh, I think I'm getting both you, both you knuckleheads down to Dallas in December. So I think, I I think guys, we are too. I mean, it, yeah. it's that's I'll, what I'll I'm hearing. You, so I'm hey, pretty excited. Can you do that right now and alive? You just want to do it now? Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, you know, we're kind of we're. I'm just going to say is that the U.S. Army All American Game is back up, as you guys remember from the San Antonio days. Oh yeah. Right. Um, we're gonna be at we're gonna be in Dallas at the Star at the at the Ford Center, uh, December eighth, seventeenth or eighteenth, with about 80, 80 um, all stars from around the country, high school football players, and uh, and we're gonna go down there and coach the hell out of them, right, guys? I cannot wait. That's yeah, right. I can't wait. I, I, nobody knows this, but I'm gonna me and Matt are gonna go down and coach with Coach Mazzoni in the Army All American Game, high school football oh. game. It used to be in San Antonio. Now it's in Dallas this year, right before Christmas. So now you heard it here first. We'll make an announcement later as it comes official. But uh, we want to appreciate Coach Mazzoni and, for that. And really, Me and Matt are going to go down there and coach some kids up. Coolest part about this, I mean, other than getting to go coach with you guys and being around the All-Americans, is the starting center for the West team is a, a kid named Josh Bates, who yes, I, yes. Play, I played with his dad at CU. He's a draft pick by the Cowboys, had a cup of coffee great friend of mine uh and josh is a senior at durango down in, in you know waste yeah. southern colorado yeah. he's committed to oklahoma and uh he's been in my program for like three and a half years and is he's that right guys and so That's it's awesome. gonna be pretty damn cool to go down and coach him so hey the other kid out there chess is uh uh the kid at cherry at uh, cherry creek is that that's coach logan right Coach Logan's a creep. Yeah, yeah there's the Blake uh, there's, Purchase kid, the yes, defensive end. Yes, yep. the defensive line guy, Blake He's Purchase. a good player, too. And then yeah. there's uh, – if we're still looking for numbers, too, we'll talk about it off air, but there's three or four other kids here on the front range that are bona fide studs. The Zach Henning kid at, at uh, Grandview, the big tackle that's committed to Washington. It's another one of my guys. Uh, he's he's a stud. So, you know, the, look, are, you tra- just, are you training guys? Oh, yeah, it's, it's 6-0 Football Academy. You know, back in the day, we used to do the recruiting stuff when you were at Arizona and whatnot. And then yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's it's grown into from like a strength and conditioning company at first to a now a football academy where we are straight, all players, everybody there is trying to go play college football. 
everybody's trying to go play in the NFL from college. You know, the NIL stuff is rampant. The the mental development, like Coach was just talking about, is something we focus on constantly. Um, I, I always say to these guys, I'm, I, right when I got off of dropping off my boys, you guys were talking about transfers and people not being, you know, not being consistent and not staying the course. And it is rampant, guys. I mean, I don't understand how college football and like the every program survives, honestly. I think eventually you're going to have like half the programs in the country that can function and the other half can't because the other half purge all the players. But I think full circle here, you brought up youth league and I just got done uh, coaching the youth team with my son, my 12 year old, who's huge and aggressive and, you know, thank you. And, and, uh, he, he was in my facility for 18 months before I even let him put pads on. So he had to prove to me that he could work and get up early. And he knew what an overfront was. And like, he was committed as a player. I, and we got to this youth team and it was a disaster. Like it, you want to know what's ruining football. And I'm not trying to be a sexist asshole. When I say this soccer moms, that's what's, that's, what's doing this. Like it's, it's people that can't, and I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about soccer moms. Okay, you can be a you can be a dad and still be a soccer mom. Let's be let's be, let's be absolutely clear here. All right, it is not a term of endearment. It is if you're a soccer mom and you're a dad or mom and you hover over your kid and you can't let him be coached and everything the coach says is contradicted and every time somebody says a curse word, it's the end of the world and. Every time we have to run, it's don't call my kid out. And every time something happens, it's how dare you coach my kid or say anything to him. I mean, it was so bad that, like, they asked my son and I to leave because I, I couldn't do it like orange slices and 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 high C's just to go coach. Like, <laughs> we're I want to come here and win. So does my yeah. boy. We don't want to come here and babysit. So, look, man, football is not for everyone. But there are a lot of people that need it, and they need to go through the process so they have the structure in life to be successful. Not everyone's going to the NFL. Not everyone's going to college. But this, like back in the day, I could have sworn that there were so many high school football coaches that that were adamant about this, and I truly believe it. Football can teach you so many life skills. And so many folks now run from the responsibility and run from the dedication and they don't want to hear and they don't want to be pushed and they want their comfort. And I, I feel like you have to earn that and football is a way to do it. So is this why, is this why the, the numbers are so low? Yeah, I think so. And then, then you got the concussion thing. You've got the, the protect the, the helicopter, you know, parents all right yep. that, that that see what's going on out in society because right now right now information is so and sometimes not always the right information or true information but it's accessible to everybody right instantly that you've got information at your fingers yep right there and so yep. what i what i think what i think what i think that's happened that needs to be changed and what football used to bring is that that the the number one problem i think is is that we we are we have a bunch of kids that think that that success is entitled right so they're entitled to these things right and 100%. don't understand don't understand this that that anything you get in life is earned 
All right? So you got to, I, I got to earn, JB's got to earn the right to have this show. If all of a sudden there's two people watching it because he's doing a shitty job, guess what? He got no show. If I ain't calling good football plays, right? Guess what? I ain't got a job. So you have to, every day you got to go out and earn who you are. And and I think I just, I'm, I'm just tired of the entitlements of. Well, I, of I have, you know, my, my program is a year. Like you have to sign up for a year, either monthly or, or, or yearly because I'm doing college football recruiting. If put yourself both back in, in college shoes and I call you about a kid and I'm like, yeah, I really like this kid. He's a stud. He's a 5 a.m. -er. He's got good grades. He busts his ass. I'm going to send you his film. And then a month later, you call me back because the recruiting process is long and arduous. And that's what, another thing people don't understand. It's, it doesn't just happen like that. It, it, you call me back and you're like, hey, tell me about Tommy. And I'm like, oh, Tommy quit because he couldn't handle the rigors. You guys are going to both hang up the phone and go, I thought he said this kid was a stud. Yeah. So the, like the reason I, I make everybody stay in for a year is so they have to overcome bad days. If you have a shitty morning, you can't go home and quit. You got to come back and, and handle the adversity. One thing I run into, guys. Well, he, no, no, that's exactly right. So it's yeah. even, okay, so so Matt, so now that just elevate that a little bit. I got a shitty morning, so I'm going to get in the portal and go to a different school. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly, one hundred percent, and it goes full circle. So in high school, I'll have parents that'll walk in and say, rather than my kid being in the group with all the other kids. And mind you, the group has guys with this year going to Yale, Washington, Oklahoma, San Diego State, Army. Like, there's dudes everywhere, Air Force. And and they'll walk in and be like, I'll pay you double just so you'll train my kid alone so he doesn't have to be around the rest of the group. And I look at them and I'm like, you could pay me a million dollars a minute. That's not going to make your kid a player. And it's not going to make you football people. You guys can't, you can't buy this. This It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it. It doesn't mean anything. It's all about work and, you know, applying yourself and being comfortable around all the rest of the big dogs and, th and things like that. Take that full circle to college now. Just what you said. A kid goes into the portal, and what's the first thing that happens if he can, quote, unquote, play or has tangible traits that coaches like? Somebody's going to pay him just to come. And that, in the NFL, it's different because those guys that put three or two, three years of quality tape out, they've been evaluated, they've been vested, they, you know, they've got agents, they got people behind them that are telling them what they what they should and shouldn't hear. It's not a perfect process, but at least it's it's a process. This coaches now. We're firing coaches now, though. If if they do what you do. We fire them administratively. We just fire your ass because the parent came in and complained. We don't back the coach anymore or the well, teacher. Look, look at look at Coach Christ in in at uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Do you guys actually think that, like in my era, when in the early early two thousands, I graduated. I went from C. I went to see you from two thousand to four. If Coach Chris would have lost two or three games after a sustained pretty good program they're in the bowl games every year they're winning 10 games they're dominating recruiting in wisconsin they're getting guys in they got guys going to the league it's not less what wisconsin is a scrub program that place kicks ass i was surprised that they fired him but he lost a couple of games this year he wasn't supposed to lose and they just took the axe to him immediately yeah. i don't see that happening 15 20 years ago they no. let you build programs no I, I don't see how in college you can just give guys one or two years and then just cut them 
unless it's just monumentally bad. Like, look, the Carl Durrell thing the last three years in, in Boulder has been really, really bad. They had to make a decision. But Paul Chris has a winning record at Wisconsin. Why is he getting axed three years into his tenure? Like, I, I'm really confused on what they're doing. Yeah, I, you're funny you say that. Back when I got in coaching in the 80s, and I would take a job. And usually you're getting a job for uh, about two reasons, right? One is you're getting a job because a lot, it's a shitty team and they fired the last guy. So you're coming into a, a, a bad, you know, a, a not non-successful program or, right, you're you're doing a really good job as a coach, okay, and somebody comes, a really good team, loses somebody, and they come and pick you up, right? But I can remember going into, into like, Minnesota when we went to the uh, University of Minnesota, which hadn't won for years, and it was always like, Okay, we got five years. We need to turn this thing around, right? We got five years. Five yeah. years. That did we you get, did we you get, get a recruiting him? cycle, right? We get a recruiting cycle with our guys. He got a phone call. Yeah, yeah. We get a recruiting. We get a re- recruiting cycle, right? Like, there's no more. There's no more bringing a kid like Coach Barnett, the great Coach Barnett, Gary Barnett at CU was my coach the whole time I was there. I love that man like he's one of like he's my father and. He always used to say, because I am I was kind of a reckless out of high school a little bit, <laughs> and so were a lot of kids in my class, but he used to say, like, I'm not recruiting, I'm reforming. I'm bringing guys in to teach them how to be men and teach them how to operate in society and, like, you know, take all this aggression and alpha attitude into a productive way, like, to help people, because not everybody's going to play in the league. All three of us know how many kids and players that were just incredible that didn't get to play and didn't get the bag. So the, it's you know, Did you get those five years though? I got my five years. I, I would know, hope did that. Did you get those five? No, back then. Yep. Yep. He got the, yep. he got the five coach Barnett got the five coach Wilson yep. got the five. Now it's like, Oh, well shit's not changed immediately. They're athletes. They're supposed to be able to acclimate and do whatever they need. No, 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 no. Example. On Tuesday of this week, I was up in Boulder talking to the team and watching practice. Carl Durrell's system, before he got fired, they didn't do nine on seven. They weren't doing anything. It was like a, a pro practice where they got to they gotta get their minds ready. They need to get ready to play. They need to be ready on Saturday, and I trust them to do that. Well, I appreciate that, Carl, but you've been in the NFL for 14 years, and these are not NFL players. They are not responsible like pros. They are not getting paid. They don't think the same. They leave practice. Like, I asked all the kids at the practice, like, how many of you sit down at your locker before practice and go, I have to practice today. You guys need to fucking leave. Like, college isn't about getting paid. College is about getting set up to go be a professional. And if NIL is going to allow people to get a little bit of bag these days, or a lot, I'm all for that. Go get your money. But let's not let's not confuse this with everybody gets paid. Look at the NFL, man. There's 85% of the roster is on a league minimum contract. Not every fucking buddy is getting the bag, man. So the yeah. parents and the players and even the coaches that are out here promising this shit, like at, at certain programs trying to just get guys to sign, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. And I'm not trying to trying to like squash earning potential by any means, gentlemen. But I don't think it's necessarily a good thing to be paying 17 and 18 year old kids just to show up because they haven't, they haven't done anything to earn that money yet. 
They haven't earned nothing. They haven't so earned it. I, I'm over that shit. I, I can't stand it. That's why I don't like the NIL shit. But the fans and crowd here wants to know some things. Best quarterback you ever coached? Oh, boy. No, you hear me? Yeah, is that for me or Matt? Is that for yeah, me or Matt? Well, it's definitely for you. Quarterback, <laughs> no. If, if Matt's coaching QBs, no, we're fucked. Okay, so. <laughs> all right, so I, I'm going to change that question a little bit. A little bit, all right? Um, the best quarterback that ever coached me, instead of that I coached, right, was probably Phillip Rivers. All right, Phillip Rivers. Uh, and here's why I say that. Other than he's at all, all the all you guys, you know, he checks all the boxes, right? Everybody knows that, all right? But because of who he was as a player, he made me a better football coach. No doubt, no all doubt. Because right? when I showed up, you better have you better have your shit right, and you better yeah. come every day with freaking energy, and yeah. you better be be coaching for two and a half hours your ass off because that's how he practiced every day. Right, and he's gonna call you out. And he's gonna call you out if you if you're not okay. challenging him, right? Yep, yep. Awesome, hey, what, yeah, awesome, what about yeah. what about after that? I mean, you had Manziel. You've had some great I ones, did right? Have Manziel, I had Brett, uh, Brett Hundley, Brock Osweiler, Josh Rosen, Jason Campbell. Um, who else did I have in there? Uh, Trevor Knight, right there. <laughs> What's that? It's a bunch of first round draft picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they, they've all, you know, I always think this too, like at the quarterback spot is that I've always, they've always been, you know, I have nothing bad to say about any of them because the ones that I didn't connect with or, or, or they, they didn't connect with me or I didn't connect with them usually moved on. All right. So you kind of guys kind of, they, you know, kind of like, like guys, like guys. Right. So, so they had the same kind of values and felt about the game that I did. And so um, it was always it was always a, it was always a lot of fun coaching those guys. Well, let me ask but, you something real quick, Coach. How many of those guys did you gel with immediately, or how many of them took like six months of rockiness, and then all of a sudden both of you realized he's got my best intentions in mind. He's he's a really good coach. We're gonna gel and take off. Did you have any like rockiness at the beginning? Because I only bring this up because of nil. Like these days, if you don't gel immediately. And you're not gonna fucking turn me into an all-American, then I'm out. I'm gonna go somewhere else. And yeah, I, I no. believe I believe that adversity bolds character and and community here. So, yeah, they 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 there there's that time frame, and some is a little bit longer than others, right? And some of it's because maybe their background or or their you know other people in their life in their ear. But uh, uh, there's that period of where they're trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. They're trying to earn my trust, right? And I, I'm trying to earn their, their trust. And sometimes it takes a while, right? And sometimes they understand, like, like I'm not, I'm not being critical, right? I'm. This isn't criticism. This is coaching, all right. I'm not attacking you who you are, right? I'm attacking what you're, do, how you're doing it, right? It ain't personal. And, and, not, pe and people wonder it, why man. I am the way I am. Yeah, I mean, yes. come on. That, that's exactly what coaching hey, is. Hey, it's hey, not guys, I got a guy in the, in the chat here played for me at Compton College, Cameron Lowe, uh, big-time O-lineman, and he just said in the chat, he goes, definitely had the ups and downs with Coach Brown. Got my ass cussed out plenty of times for blocking the read key. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Fucking right. 
And that's, that's a sip. It it's got to be a sip tackle. That's a sip yeah, tackle. Yeah, you don't sip face. the backside or the play side, right? We're fucking acing and rallying and get your ass vertical. We're running. We ran inside beer, Coach, back in the day in the gun, back in well, 07 and 08. Isn't that what we do this for, though, too? Like, yeah, that's, that's why Cameron's in the show is. right now. 20 years later, Cameron's in this show sitting here watching us talk about exactly. it because he respected like, it. The ability as a man and as a player to go through hell and get bitched at and yelled at and 5 a.m. workouts and all the bullshit and get to the NFL and go through all that bullshit. And I, I, I'm the, the biggest honor of my life is when they handed me my pension and they were like, here you go. It's five years in. Congratulations. You got your pension. And I'm like, holy fuck. I got an NFL <laughs> pension. This is crazy. So I, I, I was always extremely like grateful for every opportunity I got. Um, and maybe that's because I was undrafted and overlooked and like I always had to really scrape for everything but just if you're if you're a top player if you're a, if you're a bottom player if you're just a player and you get an opportunity to play guys this is everyone in the chat every every young guy out there listen to what I'm saying this is what it's about this is the beauty of it getting dog cussed and being man enough to handle it and learn from it is the beauty of it the fucking rigors and the, the adversity and how hard it is. That's the beauty of it, man. And I, I know it's a cliche when I say this, but if it was easy, everybody would do it. But I truly believe that with, the, with, with football. This shit is not for everyone. But at the same time, if numbers keep plummeting, like we've talked about going full circle on this conversation, I don't know. if Do you guys think that's a bad thing? Because I don't necessarily think it is. What, what's a bad thing? Like the the number of kids in 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 youth and high school that aren't playing in the community I'm in, like the tape that I watch, and one of my favorite lines is like, "Yeah, your tape is really good. You look awesome, but you're playing against a bunch of fucking bankers. So, like, what are we talking about? You're not playing against anybody that can play. There's just a lack of killer instinct, size, speed, skill, right?" So I don't think everybody should play. I think you can play if you want and if you love it and you 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 go out there and give it everything and no one's deterrent telling you not to. But when it comes to like people serving their kids up, you better get them right mentally and physically. And like I, I guess my point is, I don't want parents to sit around and say, "What do you want to do this fall?" And they're like, "I guess I'll play football." And they're like, "Football it is." I don't think it's that kind of sport. Yeah. That's well. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, and, it, and there's, I'm sure there's some push too because now with the NIL and the big contracts in the NFL, the 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 parents are like, you know, I mean, there's more money spent on on personal trainers and all that than there's ever been in the past, right? That's true. Which 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 I get. All right. I mean, I I I think everybody should try to work on their craft every day and be the best they can. But if and I I guess your point is, but. All right, because the parent, it might the parents might think it's good for them. All right, the game ain't for everybody. It's not for everybody. That's all I'm saying. And then there's no, no they want to know. They they got question. Let me ask you: Can could you coach Johnny hard? Uh, could he? Would he uh, no, wait a second. I didn't. I didn't coach Johnny. I oh, came you in. Have the, I came in the year after. Oh, okay, who'd you have there uh, that year? I had Trevor. I got the. Uh, we went and got Trevor Knight from uh, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and I know, so Summy, Summy had Manziel though, right? Yes. I got you. So, so he, cause I know I talked to Kevin about him all the time and I know he, 
I know Johnny would fucking fly in and fly out like fucking Michael Jordan and shit. Um, do, do, you, what, uh, do you think with a guy like Manziel, just staying on that topic, do you think that he could have been told, calm the fuck down, chill out, and listen? That's what I want to know. Like, yeah, I want to know about those guys. Oh, I'm sure if anybody could have done that and would have, and it probably did do that, it'd been Summy. Right? That's what I'm saying. He just, he just yeah. didn't listen. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, man, yeah, I, I don't mean, know. You don't I don't know, know the it dynamics. Seems, it seems to me that Manziel didn't listen to shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, what do you, what do you, what do you think about UCLA right now? And you, you were there with with uh, with Jim Moore and all that, and, and he's at UConn now. Um, do you think he's a guy that can come back and take a a, a Colorado or an Arizona State job? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I love what you know. You were saying the other day about the. Uh, uh, backup quarterback at uh, UCLA, New Heisel, right? So he played for me. Freaking one of the best. I mean, one of my – he is not – he's my favorite non-starting quarterback I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kid. Yes. He's yeah. awesome. All right. Now he's at UCLA. And uh, I think he went in – it's still one of the, my best memories were at the uh, AT&T Stadium playing Texas. Hunley goes down. We put Jerry in. Right? I remember that. And with three minutes left, we run uh, trio. We run trio right, ninety-one sluggo, and he throws the sluggo for a touchdown. And we win the game, and they carry him <laughs> off the field. It was awesome. But uh, ah, the new Heisels. You didn't. Uh, yeah. how, how do you see? How do you like Chip Kelly? What he's doing this year with that team, and 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 are they, they, I, them and SC on a collision course to be undefeated? I I think so. I I I just talked to Jerry yesterday. All right. It was like it was like UCLA wasn't even having to try the last game, right? They just kind of it was a Utah. Who was it? Utah. Utah. They, they, yeah. Utah. they whipped Utah's ass. And yeah, it was. And, and man, it, it, and I was like, man, where those old linemen come from? And all he said, well, they got some good tra- a couple good transfers in, and people always forget this about playing the quarterback position, right? The best coach, the best coach, quarterback coach there is is experience. Okay, so now you got a guy that's been playing Pac-12 games. It's like Kellen Mond at Texas A&M, right? Oh, he played forever. Yeah, like all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, you got a guy that's been that's played 44 college games. Jesus, right? And the guy across on that side is a redshirt freshman that has played in three. Over, right? <laughs> over. So I, I did this study back when I was at the Jets about I took all the I took that's all right, the baby. that's right in all the Jets, baby. Wow. Those are the good old days, weren't they? Good old days, man. So, so we brought in. Uh, uh, um, so, what I did is I took for like the, this is the last ten or fifteen years. I took all the NFL uh, quarterbacks, right, first round draft picks, right, and said, "Is there a comedy nominator, a comedy nominator on who becomes a fran- who the franchise guys are?" And first of all, you'll be shocked at all the first round quarterbacks you've never heard from. First round pick quarterbacks you never hear i would say when you would go really he was a first rounder right um and so i said okay what is it is it uh their height their speed their arm strength is it their you know the league they played in Uh, i took every factor they could do right of all the there was nothing that was common denominator about except for these three things all right number one was uh touchdown to interception ratio all right, which tells me right there that he's a good decision maker. Yeah. Right. And he's accurate with the ball. Okay. 
Uh, the other one was obviously completion percentage. So those things tied to, tied together. And the third thing was they all had in common was they had multiple games played in college. So they had, so, you know, let's like Mark Sanchez comes rolling in and he's had 14 games of college football as like opposed the, to another guy comes in and he's got 40. Like, like Phil, like Philip Rivers or Russell Wilson, they played yes. forever in college, yes. you know, like yes. Dwayne Haskins. Rest his soul. He only played one year at Ohio State and really struggled when he got into the NFL. Yeah. So, and then there's no patience at all in the NFL to let this kid get two or three years under his belt, right? So, and develop as a quarterback. Let me ask you this then. Trey Lance, coach. Trey Lance is a guy. He didn't even fucking play in the last year and a half in college. Two games. Two games. And so what happens, you're the first round pick at a quarterback in the NFL. You come in. If you don't have those suckers in the playoffs your first year, they're you're ready. They're ready. I bounce you and look for somebody else. I mean, they hey, gave hey, no, Josh Rosen. I know you coached him. He, I played against him in high school. He was at Bosco. You had him. Um, he, I thought he did. He was pretty damn good in college. Obviously, why? Why do you think he struggled in the NFL? It factor is it the it factor poise? What do you think? I know the it factor is also a common denominator when I break down these guys. Like you either have it or you don't. Whatever it is, as we all love to call it. It, this is. Do you think Josh struggled from that, or is it just a victim of circumstance as far as what teams he's gone to, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Of, you know, that's a long. That's a, a long story. Josh is one of the best pure throwers I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. All right, accurate. Just comes out easy. Puts it wherever you want it. Very, very intelligent guy. All right. Um, you got to watch those guys that that are way, way smart. I want the guy that is. Uh, that will go get in a bar fight. All right. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. Right. That'll, yep. uh, you know, that, that, that's just one of the guys. Yep. Right. That wasn't, you know, Manhattan Beach, very intelligent, you know, a lot the of people. You know, in the dorm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, you know, and then, 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 then you said it too. Right. And Matt knows this. A lot of time it's just as a quarterback, just showing up at the right, at the right NFL team at the right time. Yep with the right system, right, and the right coach. I mean, who's to say Rosen doesn't end, like, end up like Mariota? Mariota was buried in depth charts for six years, and now he's starting. So, yeah, it, just keep your nose to this. He's, Josh is still playing. Yeah. He's still a backup in the league, so he can still get yeah. another shot. Hey, um, hey, hey no, you, you, got, you had Brett Hundley. I, I look at Brett and I look at DTR now, the Robinson kid at UCLA. I, yeah. I think they're similar. Brett had a pretty damn good arm. He got the shot with Green Bay. Got to got to be there for a while and, with Rodgers and, and all that. Do you see the similarities in that? Or, 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 or how do you like this DTR kid at UCLA? I think he's playing like lights out. I think he's playing. I never thought. I remember. Uh, Bishop Gorman, he was a wideout. Bishop out. Gorman, he was a wideout because who's the kid that went to Miami? Went Tate to, Martell. Tate Martell was the quarterback. I went to watch Tate. What and, happened? And to everybody Tate? was saying, uh, everybody was saying, uh, "Hey, all right, but our, the the real good one is playing wideout right now. He'll be our quarterback." So I think he's done. I think the chip and and those guys have done a great job with training this guy to be a quarterback. You know, yeah. I think he's an think athletic he's a guy. Depends on what system he gets in. If it, especially with the way we're seeing a lot of these quarterbacks trend, I mean, there's got to be some some GMs in the NFL that are like, man, if DTR is there at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second, I'm, how can you not take this kid? He's electric, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think he's and, he's and he's showing all the tools 
that he's not just an athlete back there taking a snap, right? Leader, it's so funny. It's so funny you said that because he broke the uh, he broke Breck's uh, seventy-five touchdown record. All right, uh, the other day, and right when he broke it, Brett texted me. And he goes, "There's better be an asterisk on that because I did mine in three years. It took him four. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, let me ask you this, Coach. You watch a lot? Are you watching college ball at all? Yeah, uh, yep, yeah. Well, who do you like right now, quarterback wise? That translates to the league the best because right now, I my opinion is the kid Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, I think, is the most NFL-ready looking at it right now. I like this kid a lot. I know the commercialized public opinion is going to be – like, I like that call, by the way. Yeah, they, they – you know, no, they're going to go after the sexy guy. You know, they're going to go after the Bryce Young and the C.J. Stroud and all these California quarterbacks, by the way. But do you – I think Sam Hartman's the most ready right now. That's my personal opinion looking at what translates to uh, the uh, league. Uh, intellectually without a hands down without a doubt right yeah no doubt no doubt See, that's football knowledge. Kentucky. but but let me ask you this i Noel. like him at kentucky i think he's a i think he's Will a real Levis. he was gonna be on the show let me ask you this though is that the hire or the signing that they make nowadays are we translating and transforming into a going after dtrs more than we are the the sam hartman's because we're going to get into some – we need movement. We need guys that can improvise with their feet instead of throwing – making anticipatory throws. We look, We want to see anticipatory runs. I, I, I can't stand watching it, but is that where we're trending? Okay, so go, go throw – just let's look at – just look at offenses in the NFL, right? Okay. Now, if you got Aaron Rodgers, I don't care what the hell offense you run. You got guys like that, right? But uh, that's – to me is why, like, I think Andy Reid at Kansas City – I think like he's the he's a freaking guru, right? Because he that's why Patrick Mahomes had the one year, right? But by but he adjusted the thought of NFL offense and Patrick could fit into that because if you watch him, it's like I could call half his play. I mean, it's just like watching a college team that's an RPO, you know, quick screens, run screen, get it out quick, you know, throw your vertical stuff. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think the trend is the trend is to become more quarterback friendly intellectually. Right. And then you can, then you can, you can have quarterbacks that are more athletic. Like let's like Lamar here. Yeah. This um, guy's, this guy's uh, unbelievable. Uh, dude, will you two please talk about Lamar Jackson? Cause coach JB loves Lamar Jackson coach. No, I don't. Yeah, I know. I do not. Coach. No one knows I do not love him. But, you know, I, I love the kid. I know he's great, Coach. I, I know the kid's no, character. No, I'm not talking about it personally. I'm talking about quarterback. I, I know, but but my thing is, Noel, you know, like nowadays we're we're in a position, we're in a we're in a we're in a game that that uh this kid is this kid is deserving of the money because Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson got paid, coach. That is why yeah. I think he's yeah. deserving of the money. That does not mean though that he's worth the money. I want to make sure we're clear. Like, I don't believe any of these guys are worth this much money anymore. They're not fucking Troy Aikman, by the way. Matt, don't think Troy Aikman can play Matt. Uh, you I, know, that's not, that's uh, not I don't even want to laugh him out of the I building. I he's not top 10. I know, I know. You better not say anything about Elway. No, uh, Elway's no, my favorite player no. ever. Oh, no. my God. I grew up, him and Montana were my guys, right? Yeah. Well, I'm so, older so than you guys. You so it started with Joe list. Namath. My hey, Matt's a youngster, Damon. man. Fuck, Matt's a youngster. He doesn't even fucking probably see Troy Aikman play. Uh, I'm 40, dog. I'm a man. I'm 40. 
<laughs> I'm a man. Hey, but no, this right here, is this going to be sustainable? Because I don't believe it is. I've never seen it win a Super Bowl yet. Either of any of us have. Is this college offense that we love to run, um, is this sustainable at this level? I just Has don't. Has it ever won a Super Bowl? Not this style, no. Like, have we ever had like that super athletic quarterback that's not? No, never, never, in a Super never, Bowl? never. Russell Wilson, never, right? Russell Wilson and, and Steve Young, but Steve Young Steve threw five touchdowns that game. Yeah, but Steve Young was also like the the NFL's all time leading passer and passer rating and completion. So, yeah, I don't okay, know. That's a good I point. I think no, I, I think it's a great question, JB, and I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. I know what I do know is is that they want that this guy is unbelievable, right? And there's a guy that 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 just like Andy Reid recognized the talent he had, recognized played to the kid's strengths, and Roman and and Coach Harbaugh and those guys did a great job of and what just what Josh said, right? Play damn good defense, be great on special teams, keep it close, and this guy's going to win the game for you every day. Hey, no doubt, let me no ask doubt. you both a question real quick. How does how does Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson fall? I mean, I know that Kansas City moved up to get Pat, but he was Kansas City was really the only team that was going after him in the first round. A lot of teams were like second or third when he was coming out. I know that sounds crazy right now, but that's true. Lamar fell to thirty one. They had to or thirty two. They had to come back into the draft to draft him. Um, do you think? it's harder for guys to evaluate kids like that. Well, I think that, you know, you're going to evaluate to your system, right? So Lamar Jackson is not going to fit into a lot of, lot of system, a lot of offensive systems out there as far as, yeah, as far as, okay, we're going to run flank or drive. We got to take seven quick. We got to re-ID the mic. Not that he couldn't do it, but I'm saying that wasn't his strength. But can, can he do it? Coach JB, can he, can he do it? No, I don't know. Yeah, and he, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if any of us can answer that question. Yeah, you know, I mean, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't see him sustainable just because the landscape that we have seen for seventy years win Super Bowls has been the guy that can throw the guy open on time consistently and be accurate with it. And 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 if you do scheme me in the second half to pin me in the pocket like they do with Lamar because he's only scored six points in the second half of football games this year as a starting quarterback. So if we're going to pin his ass in the pocket and we're going to get in the air nines and we're going to pin his ass up the field and we're going to stop at a point as a defensive end and stop rushing is what they're doing to him and pinning him up, making him climb the pocket, which we want to see NFL guys do. They're not going to fucking pin Tom Brady in the pocket and make him make decisions. He's going to oh, eat God, your no. Lamar you. Jackson doesn't feel comfortable in that pocket. And that's because that's broke. not him. That's not him. Yeah. That's not him. So that's why he struggles in the second half, and that's why I don't think he's sustainable at this Hey, rate. JP, let me ask you. You got to call. <laughs> Okay, with quarterbacks, there's measurables and there's immeasurables, right? Yeah. So this is so I'm not talking about immeasurables, the it factor, the work at you know, all those things that the great ones have, right? That you said is very common amongst the great ones. Okay. That's that's the, the for greatness, that's kind of the price of admission. Yep. Okay, those things. All right. Just Tangible, measurable 
What were what are the five things that you're putting a film on and watching a quarterback? What are the five things that you need to see for you to say, okay, I can win with this guy? I want I want to see pocket presence number one. I want to see how poised you are in the pocket. And, and are you are you so quick to escape the pocket where you can climb it and stay poised with your eyes downfield? I know that's a lot of shit, but that's all included in poise, in my opinion. So pocket presence. Um Pocket presence and poise, I'll say those are one and two. Um, number three, accurate. Are we accurate? Uh, and then are we accurate under the fire? So our guys at our feet, are we okay with moving our feet? We're not getting happy feet, escaping the pocket. We're, it's all under pocket presence, but it's also we're throwing accurate footballs under duress. Um, I want to see that. And then I want to see some cerebral iq some fbi some football intelligence as we're in the game i want to see this guy controlling the narrative with his guys in the huddle the huddle control the pre and post snap control afterwards i'm watching him on the sideline coach and i'm like okay what's he telling his wide out here on the backside? and, and I'm, I'm looking at these little things and i'm like okay so football intelligence i guess and then uh, at the end of the day, some nuts and guts, man. I, I want, I'm the same guy. I want, I want this guy to grab a fucker by the face mask and tell his old line that missed the three technique. Hey, motherfucker, you just got me hit. But Get also, shit, I yeah. know that guy feeds his guys every Friday. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's what I like. You know what I mean? That, that's I the best kind of quarterback to play for, bro. That's who I was. That's who I was. And look, as an ex-D lineman and O-lineman, I want to play for that kind of quarterback. That's who I want to block for. And as an XD lineman, there's nothing worse than that kind of quarterback because it doesn't matter how much we beat the shit out of him. He's always going to get back up and talk and go and go beat us and go fucking stick it in the end zone and run off the field and be like, hey, you like that fucking sack, bitch, and run off and talk shit. That, I have so much respect for those guys. Because, and look, uh, we've talked about this how many times, Coach JB, on your show and on the morning show about this, and I'll, I'll ask Coach Mazzone about it now. The NFL has made quarterbacks into a glamour position where they can't be touched and they look and appear soft to me these days. When I was growing up and the quarterbacks that I was around and when like Brett Favre came to the Jets and Pennington was there before him, was, people say that Pennington wasn't tough. That son of a bitch was so fucking tough. He overcame so much shit and came back better and better. Comeback player of the year and shit like that. I used to look at quarterbacks and be like, just like Elway, the toughest son bitch that you can be, get out there. You can beat on him all day with three minutes left in the game. He's going to find a way to beat you and talk shit and let you know. And now we're getting penalties for sacking quarterbacks. You can't touch him. You can't hit him. And the really thing, the thing that kills me is they can, they don't make the rules, but they don't throw the flags. I agree with that. But this like, this like shooting guard mentality with coach with uh, quarterbacks now where he hit me on the helmet. Where's the flag? He he touched my quarterback. Where's the flag? Like, I've never seen so many quarterbacks rely on the refs to help them win a game than now. And I think it's soft as shit, and it's making quarterbacks look bad. How do you guys feel? I mean, I, I, I think I think those I think those rules were, were business decision rules, right? People want to receive points scored. They want to see offenses run up and down. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree. It used to be, man, you're getting, you're standing in the pocket holding your water. And you're, you know, I always said, the hard, if you're a good quarterback, the hardest hit you take in your life, you should never see. Right? Okay? And uh, and you're getting the shit knocked out of you. But, not, but I think they're trying to protect the position because they are, if you ain't got a quarterback, you ain't got a football team. Especially uh -huh. at that level. 
So, it, is uh, it work? Is it working though? Because I, look, we're supposed to be in this era of incredible quarterback play and points and forty points a night, and. The game last night was unwashable. I turned it off. The game last week on Thursday, they didn't even score a touchdown. Who were the, 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 the two quarterbacks? Who were the two quarterbacks? Well, I understand, I understand 100% that. Wentz and no, I, I no, I don't think Noel knows because he don't give a fuck. He don't watch it. But it was uh, Wentz it, it, it was Wentz and Fields last night. But the week before when they didn't score a touchdown was Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, who – if yeah. you're just looking yeah. at numbers, they're both Hall of Famers. So both Hall of Fame guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they didn't score a fucking touchdown. So and no, and no, we're in, we're in an era where you can't belt the cutter, you can't, or you can't belt the route, the re, you can't reroute nobody, you can't fucking hit the quarterback, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, hit the receivers, you can't bump and run wideouts no more, and we're not scoring no points. Like that's what I don't get. Like you know, like yeah, well, that, that's the-, the problem. I'm an offensive guy, so I got no problem. I I keep my job because I score po- a lot of points, right? Right. Okay. So no. all that stuff I, is all right with me. Hell yeah, <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. And then we're still not scoring points though. When we got all that's not, that's not earning points though. Yeah. As an offensive lineman, I love it when they get a pass interference because I'm fat and tired and I want to score and get off the field. But as a, <laughs> as an evaluator and a fan, as a defensive player, that's some cheap shit. Make them earn the fucking yards. Hey, no, I want to, I want to, I want to you so up. So I got, uh, you know, I, I'm sitting here with two freaking throwback guys right now. Just like, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's get, let's, let's get in the eye. Let's get a fullback. Let's get nine guys yes. in the box and run ISO and power and see who's the toughest. Hey, hey Matt, hey, who was your, who was your, old, was Coach Barry? Uh, I want to transition to your end zone, your end zone stuff that you you do for all these coaches in the chat here. If you guys don't subscribe, make sure you got you go on over. Uh, explain this, Coach, and what it is. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the volume play here. Um, hey, uh, Chess, was who was was Mike Barry your old line coach? Where at Colorado? So I played defense at Colorado. Chris Wilson was my D line coach there. Who was your line coach? And then uh, my old line, my first offensive line coach ever in the NFL was Bill Callahan. Oh man, I love Cali. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even play O line until my third year. Yeah. So, Cal- 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 Bill's best. Uh, he and he taught me. He taught me how to, like, before I was a defensive player and I thought I knew football and I didn't at all. And Callahan gave me the cheat sheet. It's the same thing I use at my academy at Six Zero Football Academy. And he was like, stop trying to learn every box. You're going to go fucking nuts. It's personnel groupings, fronts, and coverage adjustments. You need to look at those three places first, and you'll be able to identify and articulate anything at any time. And he, uh, I, I, I 100% guarantee that if, if players and coaches were to go after it that way and really invest mentally before the physical – because I, I obviously I was already in the NFL at that point, and I was already playing and big and strong. But what I'm saying is, he took an extra hour almost every day of the season to go in and meet with me and teach me how to do this mentally, and it put me on a path where I was like, "Fuck, I'm really seeing football now, and I can really teach it as well." So, per- yeah, personally, I, I I credit him to the the mental side of the game for sure. He's just, he's just, he's sm- he's smart as hell. He's yeah. basically the one that started huddle. I mean, he, he's one. I remember him standing in the fucking meeting room with the Jets back at Hofstra back in the day. We were all there and saying to everybody in the room, like, hey, uh, you should go invest in huddle. 
And everyone yeah. was like, yeah, okay. And no one did it. And now everyone just feels stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Nils, you got end zone. You're on here coaching the high school kids now. You're coaching everybody. They can subscribe. Is it still subscriber-based? Yes. Yeah, just go on the website. So go to the website. It's on the ticker. Uh, this is uh, Coach Nolanings at UCLA. Is Brett the quarterback here? Yep. yep. I think that's Who Brett. Brett Paul, Paul Perkins. Squeeze call. He's through. So you're talking O line plays here. You're talking adjustments. You're talking read keys. You're talking everything as far as uh, overall with the coaches. And then you're showing the film, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What is this, Coach Tube? Instead of a conflict. No, it's end zone. This is Noel's own website, end zone. Everyone oh, subscribe. Right. So There's a lot of coaches I know watch him. So run that back. Run that back. Let me just try and see who's. Yeah, down. that's Brett. That's Brett. You know, Brett now, because this guy is going to block and we're going to throw it. What is this? Your, uh, your key, key screen, screen stuff? You can throw slant flat. Yeah. So, so if you, if, if, if you, you know, What's hot, what's football? Football and our offense is all about numbers and leverage, right? So we've we've always got it. We're they're always they're always trying to gain leverage. We're always trying to gain leverage, and they're always trying to gain leverage on the play. So basically, the old it's a very. I tried to make it. The reason I did this for the off for the high schools, and now I'm coaching a high school down here, helping them out, is that the hardest is the old line, right? You got, you got if you keep it as many uh, you can see, uh, redundant things in the old line, the better off you are. No doubt. Right? No doubt. So uh, because they're the guys that got the hard job. Yeah. They got they're they're in a tight space. There's guys moving. They're slanting. They're twisting. Their fronts are changing. And now you're trying to play tempo offense, and they're trying to ID where the hats go. So I always tried to say, well, let's. We I start with. Keep it simple, as simple as we can for the O line, right? Yes. You outside guys, I can lie. What do you don't give a shit? You like, run a curl route, yeah. right? Go in motion and run a curl route. No and doubt. Half of them don't even know what a coverage is anyway. Those outside guys. Yeah. So, so I try to keep it there. So everything kind of starts off the zone read concept, right? So basically, like Chess has got like he got five hats, all right. If he's if he's got five hats, what five hats can he block? Yeah, five zero, five zero, five zero. Yep, and uh, and then the sixth player, all right, becomes responsible of the quarterback. Yep, yep. And then if you got to deal with seven, you're dealing with the RPO, or you're blocking the perimeter with different types of blocking schemes on the perimeter with edge guys. Well, see, the the only now the seventh guy comes into into play unless it's zero blitz, right? Is when right. I had a when I had a tight end of the box. Now I've got six hats. Now you got to now you got to deal with the seventh hat, all right? Yep, yep. no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, same. I, I'm the same way, coach. I keep it dumb, stupid up front, and then we just ID the fronts, teach the box, teach 100%. the front, and then we teach the cue. Who's one? Who's two? And yeah, we go from exactly. there. Yeah. Then, then don't then don't change the play, change the presentation. Yeah, man. Just the, the keywords are. I always, I, as a player, I always, when the coach would walk in and start like saying, "Look." This entire grouping of information, all we're going to say is stallion. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Or this entire situation, all we're going to say is 64. So I'm sitting in there in the huddle and I'm listening for the the run key. So I'm listening for, you know, uh, three by one, close bunch, right, tight end, ISO, left, 64, check, stallion on Tuesday, on Tuesday. Ready? And I'm like, fuck yeah, 64 stallion, let's go. So that's all I got to listen for. 64 is four down in the mic. 
scat protection, yeah. stallions, double or tight or outside zone left, exactly. and we're rolling. You're exactly right. But but here's JB, and you said this earlier, and I can't agree with you more, which is unusual because I never agree with you. All right. But <laughs> uh um but the uh but it's not plays or plays. Right? Oh, yeah. Play, I mean, plays don't win football games. Schemes don't win football games. All right. Players win football games. And so I I look at it as like when I want it's the culture of your offense, not the plays of your offense, is what you got to coach. Right. So I say it all the time, coach. Players win your games, coaches lose them. Yeah. And so it's so it's like a way. So like I look at like a if you're a tempo offense and tempo, if you're going to be a true tempo offense, then tempo should be a way of life for you. Right. Yep. When you take the freaking garbage out at night, you better do it fucking faster than anybody in the country. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, and you got to practice that way. So I, I can't go out there and just, so oh, stop the play. Right guard. You stepped wrong. Oh, run yeah. that one again. We'll teach There's- it on the film. We'll teach it yeah. on the fucking film tonight with the staff and the players. Exactly. That's what, I hate coaches that do that shit. Let's not, let's coach it on the film later. We, don't have, yes. we need reps. We need reps. Yep. Hey, can I ask you both a question real quick? I, last night's football game was terrible. Everyone knows that. It was unwatchable. But isn't blindside blocking, isn't that illegal now? Yeah. You can't, blind, you can't blindside no. block, right? No. So why is Carson Wentz, like as a quarterback, if you want to run in there and blindside block Raquan Smith, and that's a highlight, but if I do it as a guard, it's a 15-yard penalty? What the what the fuck is going on right now in the NFL? Not, not only that, though. What is he happening? Can't get hit, but he can go out and hit you now. Exactly. Like, he can go hit you, but I can't hit him. Uh, it's crazy, man. I don't know. No, I mean, come on, man. That's ridiculous. And then guess <laughs> what? Wentz has to be because this is his second week in a row. Wentz has done this shit, and. He oh, he's has mad. to start being on somebody's radar. Somebody has to have him on the radar. Like, we're going to put this motherfucker. He's going to oh. end his career. Bro, if he's not careful, he's going to get his fucking head ripped off. Like, Or, or is oh. he, though, coach? Like, that's well, the thing. Are we just so soft? We don't even feel fuck no more. If I'm a defensive line coach, and maybe this kind of mentality is gone from the NFL, but I don't know why it would be, and this is what's happening, I'm going to say to my guys, like, look, man, I'll give you 15 yards once. But make it worth it. Make sure you hit him real fucking hard, real hard. Make sure make sure it counts because you only get one shot. Yeah, we. Yeah, hey, then, 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 then what do you do when the when you get the letter from the NFL on the bounty? Hey, fine. <laughs> hey, no. Let's talk about paying fines, bro. Fine. Uh, I, I know you. I appreciate you, no, for joining us, man. Before I let you go, let me ask you something. You, I saw you tempo it up a little bit for uh, in New Orleans this year uh, for, for the uh, for your for the in the USFL for the good old Breakers. How did yeah. that tempo go over? How, was tempo okay? Could you do it, or did or are you saying now nah, we got to go slower? Okay, you could do. Here's the problem: there with only 47 guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, the the problem was not that. So so we kind of went in between. You know, I still got my one word plays, my tempo plays where you're going just fast, but then we just. We had we then we bring him back and do the little sugar thing. We had to mix that in, and it wasn't because of the game; it was because of practice. Yeah, you can't practice it because you'll you you got six. You know, you don't have enough guys, right? Wow. And, and enough enough reps. But uh, no, nah, it was a lot of fun. I tell you, I enjoyed it. Hey, it tell tell everybody I'll, tell everybody your uh, your trick play name. Which one? 
The one you made this year uh, with the breakers. Oh, slap dick. <laughs> hey, 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 man, he calls me. He goes, hey, I got this fucking reverse pass going in or something. We're going to call it a fucker slap dick. I said, slap dick, slap dick, slap dick. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Peace, boys. JP, hey, I'll call you later. We'll talk soon. December, brother. Yes, I'll see ya. Thanks. All right, December's hey. coming. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, Man, I, I love Moore, that guy. Uh, huh? He is such an awesome dude, man. He's a great coach. He's oh, always fuck. super positive. He's always got your back. That fucking man is so incredible. I love Nobazoni, man. He's the, he's that dude. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one of the best coaches I've uh, been around for sure. He's had some great ones too. Fuck, how many? He's one. He's coached some great ones. Philip Rivers oh, was just fucking one. everybody. Um, Everyone. Yeah, he's and like everybody. he's been through every era too. Like that's the beauty of it. That's all the, that experience. But hey, bro, how fucking cool is it that we're going to coach the All American Bowl? That's fucking dope. I can't wait for this shit. This shit is so fire. I can't wait. I, I just hope I don't. I don't just choke fuck a high school kid. <laughs> we'll let Josh do it. Josh is going to be our center. Oh, and don't go to jail. That's all I well, care about. We won't have to do it. We'll just get Bates to go do it. Bates will be our starting center. You're coaching the West team, right? We got to be on the same coaching staff, or otherwise we're gonna kill I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we're like if it's like that or not yet. Uh, he's figuring out the head coaches. I know someone's involved. Uh, it's all NFL coaches and D one coaches. The high school this coaches. Is so, dope. so we and I'm gonna make an announcement. We got to find some high school coaches in Texas uh, that are gonna. I coach. know a ton of guys down in Texas that can help us. We'll go get James Reed. Andre yeah. Gerard, see if they got to the week of though. They got to coach the practice during the week, and then the coaches in the game are going to be NFL college guys and shit like that. Us. So I already got Allen in the in the chat. Allen, my former quarterback, he's down there in uh, Austin. He'll he'll come coach the high school kids. Um, they get to make some more. They get to make some money. They get to be around all Americans, and then get to meet a bunch of NFL guys and guys like Noel and stuff. So I just um, can't wait to coach one of my fucking guys and and. Get him out there and go smash some face. That's going to be fun. No doubt. Josh, yeah, Josh Bates is throwback. People are asking, do you have a YouTube? Uh, yeah, it's at Six Zero Academy. And then uh, we we lost the Twitter page, the YouTube page, and the Instagram page a year ago. It got hacked and erased, and we lost all of our content from our first show. Um, the the podcast is called Savage and Average, and we just, you know, once a week we get on and talk shit. Um, it's kind of toned down a little bit since I'm doing everything with you every day, but we're, we're about to do an episode later today. Um, and then at six Zero Academy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok's blowing up. I post there every day. That's pretty much like our website. So, and then six zero academy.com is the website. If you want to go check out what we do and how we do it. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it's pretty good gig, man. I'm not going to lie. I wish that social media, I wish you could recover like the 10 years of work I did on the Twitter page and the YouTube and the, and the all that shit. Once they, once whoever hacks it and hits delete, hits delete, your shit's gone. So that, that sucked, but it, it, it's recouping pretty quick. So it is what it is. No doubt. Um, I know that happened to you too, right? Oh yeah. Fuck. I got banned yesterday on TikTok just on having it on live for two minutes. Do you get do you get warnings from TikTok constantly? Oh yeah, dude, I got I got warned the other day from TikTok for for commenting on Tom Brady getting sacked. They were like, "This is against community guidelines," and I was like, "All I said was this is bullshit." <laughs> like, what the no, fuck are you talking about? 
It's so bad. TikTok's so bad. I, I, I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to ban me for life. Uh, well, just, they, they won't ban you for life. You got too many fucking followers. Yeah, but it's inevitable. Uh, I think all social media is going to ban me for life soon. I think it's they're going to come out on this thing and they're going to fucking they're going to turn me into Donald Trump on social media. <laughs> Your brand will uh, just blow up even more. Who gives a fuck? Uh, let's see. <laughs> hey, did you watch that shit last night? Yeah, I was going to talk about. It. We got a few minutes. Uh, and I, then the the weekend games: Buffalo and Kansas City played, Philly and Dallas plays. Like, there's some good games this weekend. Yeah, last night's game though, like I said, I watched it on on Amazon, which is so bad. Ugh, uh, I couldn't even watch it, dog. I couldn't fucking lag on to Amazon. By the time I did, it was all fucking fucked up and and like behind and choppy. It sucked. I can't watch the game. Yeah, it's it's fucking unbelievable. Um, let me. Uh, they they need to stop doing Thursday night football, bro, or something because these games are terrible. Like they're. All of them. When's the last time everybody saw a Thursday night game and they were like, that fucking game was incredible. Every Friday is just us talking about how awful the fucking game was. Hey, Wido, to answer your question, I'll ask Matt. I'll, I'll read the question. The question, I'll put it on the screen here. Uh, so you know, so you know, Wido? Uh, Wido's a, a favorite of the show and, and, and a regular. He's on the show with me on, on uh, once a week. Let me ask you this. Why do I used to make all my O-line, D-linemen, and quarterbacks do yoga? And in the NFL, we had to do gymnastic ballet. We had to for <laughs> back in the day. We had to do it back in the day. It was great cardio, but it was also very, very uh, keeps you limber. And that was an NFL thing for uh, O-line and quarterbacks. This was back in the early 2000s, though. I don't. I doubt they do it now. I don't know. No, or, there, I don't think there's any ballet going on, but there's a shit ton of yoga. Like, I, I do yoga with my guys at 6-0 once, twice a week, every week. Every Sunday, the great yoga Danny Poole comes in, who was my yoga instructor at CU and back in the day in the NFL. He comes in and takes care of the entire Dungeon family at 6-0 every Sunday. Some guys take advantage of it. Some guys are dumb and don't. Uh, but that said, the stretching series, the yoga series, as an as an athlete, I highly encourage it. I think you should do it all the time. And flexibility is one of the keys to staying healthy. And I, I, honestly, I wish I would have done it more when I was playing because then when people fall on your legs, your leg doesn't break. It bends, things like that. So, yeah, yoga is huge, man. I mean, I know we only got like five more minutes left on the show, but it, like going into this, it's a choice by the players. No one's ever going to mandate that you go to get extra stretches, that you go do extra yoga, that you go to the sauna, that you take care of yourself. No one's going to mandate that. That's what being a pro is. So CEO of yourself. Exactly, man. You're every, I tell my guys all the time, you're your own small business. So if you go out and you don't take care of yourself and you know, you, you don't take advantage of the opportunities you have to take advantage of yourself, then you deserve what happens when, shit goes wrong because the other guys are doing it right make sure make sure you guys follow the stat lab after this right after this capo hector is going to have the betting show right on right after this show ends capo will be doing his bets for the weekend and then later on today on the afternoon show uh, i got danielle camella former uh professional wrestler female wrestler will be joining the show along with brandon lang we'll talk all things betting uh, oh, today at the one o'clock show is a we have another couple guests today in the at the one o'clock hour as well. Last night's show, uh, we got a couple minutes. Last night's game, Matt. The last uh, every every single Thursday night game on Amazon has been atrocious. Um, Bezos needs to get his shit together. 
and, and figure out how to fucking stream something with some bandwidth uh, for the nation to watch. Uh, besides that, Tony Gonzalez, Richard Sherman, who I coached, Tony, who I played with, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I just love his nuts and guts and grit uh, his whole career uh, overachieved. And yep. then and then you got whoever the fuck boy is that's announcing, or the girl. I don't even and know. Is, is Whitworth still there too? And then Whitworth's in there. All right. He just sitting there. It, it, it is so bad to listen to them talk and then watch Herb Street and fucking Al Michaels, who's a legend. I love Al Michaels. I don't like Herb Street. For those two to be together, and Herb Street needs to just do college. He's so fucking bad in an NFL game. It's I not agree. even. It's it, you can't watch it and hear it. It's just unbearable. And I'm just like, holy fuck, man! Why is this so such a bad product? It's like, a money grab, dog. You know it is. It's just all this is is a Thursday night money grab. I, I don't know, man. I don't remember. I don't really remember good Thursday night games. Like I guess the Charger Chief game at the beginning of the year was good, kinda. I, I just don't. I don't think you can get ready to play a football game in three days with no practice. Everybody's hurt all the time. Every single one of these Thursday night games, you've got multiple starters out for both teams that can't play, and it, it just it seems like everybody's out there just trying to drag an ass and trying to get going. And it, the fans know it's going to be a bunk product, but it's one of the home games that they have to pay for to go to get their season tickets and. I don't know, man. The Thursday night games look like fucking preseason games to me, and it's not good for the product, bro. And that look, anybody that says that the new rules, and the new rules have been new rules for 10, 12 years now, and uh, the way football is headed, if you think this is a good thing, then you're not really a fan because fans should be clamoring for, for things to be done properly so they see quality football. Because you this this game you can't just it's not baseball where we can play three games in four days and one of the games suck it doesn't really matter because we got three thousand of them this year each one of these games we say this every week they're so important and like for example if Chicago finds a way to win that game on on on, on Amazon last night they're three and three and then the thick well now they're two and four and out of it and I would think that if they're that close to winning the game at the end with that throw to Moody that is or isn't a touchdown, I don't fucking know. Uh, on Sunday, on Sunday, I bet you make that play. I bet you they make it because they have more practice time. They have more recovery time. I bet you they win the game if that was the circumstance. I bet you Washington plays better as well. I mean, fuck, man. That, that shit last night was almost worse than the Thursday night beforehand when the Colts and the Broncos played. And I, I don't know how you could get worse than that, but it almost was. The quarterback play is what makes football bad right now. I'm just going to be honest. It's terrible. Like, if you watch Aaron Rodgers and Brady play, that game was a 14-10 game, I believe. And these are the two greatest, like, of all time, two of the top ten greatest, according to both me and you, right? And they so, nobody to throw the ball to. They couldn't get the offenses rolling like it's – like, and we got a res less restrictive defense of era. Like, I don't you understand. You can't do anything on defense, bro. You can't even sack the quarterback anymore. So, and how are we so bad on offense? Like, I don't understand like, what the fuck is going I, on. I, I, I think I do understand. And unfortunately, this is what nobody wants to hear. But you can't, when all the players in 2010 went to the, the NFL and, and they had their bargaining, right? And they're sitting there trying to get the CBA rolling. 
What did they ask for? Less practice time, less fucking, less hitting, less this, less that. The players don't want to do any of the work anymore. That's the fucking problem. Until the players understand that the product is not, it's not just about getting paid. The NFL is bigger than just you getting a bag. Like the, the reason people suck and the reason the there's no timing and the reason they can't articulate calls and the reason they can't do anything and not just in Denver, but in Washington and Houston and everywhere. I mean, everywhere people are struggling on offense is because we don't practice. We don't hit, we don't do tempo and everything's a walkthrough. And that's why the fucking games look like a walkthrough because everything is a walkthrough. There's no callus. Hey, uh, here's your boy. Another, another charge. Another one? Hell yeah. Happened last night, dog. Get the fuck out of here. What happened now? Uh, Broad came forward and said he tried to uh, grope her, force her to do oral and a bunch of other shit. Uh, yeah, this, this guy needs to go, dog. Where there's smoke, there's probably fire. But this is like a fucking, this is like a thousand acre forest fire, bro. This is bad. Dog. The I I just I want to see this greed and this fucking arrogance the Cleveland Browns have shown the world. Just I want to see it fucking blow up. I hope they I'm, don't win another game. I'm a, dad, year, I'm a girl dad, so I want to see this shit fucking blow up. Yep, that's the way it has to be like this. I don't see how. Especially now with the new allegation, if it's true or not, I don't give a fuck. It's another allegation for a guy who obviously did some shady shit um, and just scummy, just the, so scummy. I, I don't, I don't think you can bring him back week eleven, bro. I think there's going to be a huge backlash. Hey, dog, I said it before the season. I don't see him playing this year, and I may may not ever play again. I'm just well, saying. At some at some point, and in fact, I remember this happening to a lot of other players. But, like, what you do off the field affects you on the field. And I don't know why Deshaun Watson is Teflon in that regard. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Everybody, anybody else does this shit and they're banned for life. That's what I don't get. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Has uh, he got some dirt with RG3 on somebody? Daniel Snyder is now coming back into the fold with, with, with his deal coming out saying, you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna blow the whole NFL up if you is come that, after Is that me. the way the world is now? It's like I if I call you out, I'm gonna I'm just gonna expose all the dirt I know about you. If I was the other guys, I'd be like, expose it, motherfucker. I don't give a shit. I'll tell you what I did. Like I'm not ashamed of making mistakes but in the past. Like Daniel Schneider, Dan look, I, <laughs> this is the conspiracy theorist in me when I say this, but Daniel Schneider better be careful, dog. Like I've seen the last Boy Scout, all right. Don't don't think that somebody can't get up in a tower and fucking snipe your ass. Like for real, all the other owners have got big time bread. If he's sitting there up there and he's saying it's like the mafia and I've got dirt on guys and I'm going to fucking call them out. Well, brother, if it's like the mafia, maybe you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, Louis Sanchez, I've had Mr. Go on my show, by the way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I know I know Mr. Go really well. We talk a lot. He's been on this show, so you can go back on YouTube and watch the show he was on. Um, hey, dog, Yes, yesterday when you responded to old boy on Twitter that I don't think I'm going to ever be able to get to sleep again. I almost crashed my car laughing as hard as I, I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Wait, what's that? What happened? <laughs> yesterday, the dude that came on, it was like, there's too many commercials. I can't watch the show. And I'm like, dog, there's like two commercials at the beginning. 
All right, what the fuck are you talking about? And you're like, oh, well, fuck. How are we ever going to get to sleep tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, who shut, Who gives a fuck, motherfucker? Like, I, complaining. I, I like why the fuck did, would you comment then? I, like, don't even just, that you, that's what it. social media is. Just a bunch of people sitting around bitching. No, that's all it is. Like, they're fucking jacking off to me and you talk. And- like, oh, my God. Coach JB and McChesney are so informative. Oh. And they're fucking arguing against each other, and nobody's quitting. And I don't even, I can't even see the chat line, so I have no fucking clue what any of you are talking about, nor do I give a shit. Hey, JB and Matt argued, and nobody quit. What the oh, fuck? I love it, dude. <laughs> hey, we disagree with each other, and no one be, fuck you, JB, I'm out, I quit, bro. Oh. Oh fuck, dude! I, I it's unbelievable. Um, anyway, uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Enjoy yeah, the weekend. Brother. We'll chop it up. We'll try to hook up this weekend and set up next week. Uh, uh, yeah, for- get get, uh, get ready you- for this week's show. You're the man. Have a great weekend. All right, you too, man. Peace. Later, Peace. brother. Make sure you head on over to CoachJBStore.com. Get you some merch. Um, and like I said, I'm doing this giveaway on Hey Me Now, Love Me Later football sign. So check them out, CoachJBStore.com. Also my book, all the new gear, plus the, the T-shirts came out fire, plus I got the hoodies. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. Become a member today if you're not one. We will eventually be all members only, man. So like I said, the show is growing. I appreciate all you guys. Uh, head on over to FightCamp.com slash CoachJB and Roman. Check out ro.co slash Coach JB. The link Wido is putting in the chat right here is Capo's betting show right after this, the Stat Lab. If you're not listening to him talk bets, you should go do it. So go on over right after this and check out Hector's link. It's right there in the link in the chat. Check it out. Go on over to Hector. He does a hell of a job betting. And uh, next week, I'm going to start popping on with Wido and Hector, and we're going to start shooting the shit. And I'll have Brandon Lang on later today, and maybe Capo will join us uh, later on with Wido, and we'll break down the the college and football games this afternoon. I got a few guests on this afternoon. Um, Great Danielle Camella, and uh, she is is, uh, quite a a, a lady. She's going to come on. We've had some great women guests on as the last few, uh, few weeks. So appreciate the chat today, man. Not as many trolls. Much love to you guys. Pound that like button on the way out. On three on me. One, two, three. Hit the fucking like button. Appreciate you guys. And uh, I'm going to check you guys out today. One o'clock. Don't miss it. Let's blow it up. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.